On this episode of Star Wars Time Show, the homies lay down their thoughts on the latest Kylo Ren comic in episodes of Star Wars Resistance. They then speculate on what may be going down in a new set video from The Mandalorian S2 before they get into the thick of this week's latest Star Wars rumors and fandom. They touch on Ryan Johnson's future with the franchise thanks to his Knives Out success. And then they have some prequel fun talking about two rumored characters that will appear in the Kenobi series. Of course, they tackle the Colin Trevorrow Duel of the Fates script leak, and finally, you know they're ending with the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. Buddy, it is Matt and Nick, and we are back for a brand new, I know it's it's been a week, you guys were probably getting a little bored of listening to the same episode over and over and over again, but we appreciate the loyalty. Keep it going. Before we get into our topics, as you heard, there are plenty of them, and you know Nick and I will take them on tangents never before seen in this galaxy. But before we get there, we just want to kind of pound our chests a little bit. Something is happening already in 2020 that is amazing for the Star Wars Time Bros. I'm talking records are falling. They're being shattered as we speak in terms of listenership, downloads of new episodes, followers on IG, people tagging us and hashtagging us on IG. And you know why, people? You know why that is happening? It is happening because Nick and I are fucking awesome. That's why it's happening. It has finally nothing to do with anything idea. else. It's because you all are finally starting to realize that our mastery of the Star Wars galaxy is worth a couple hours of your time each week. Now, in all seriousness, it's because of you guys and girls, whoever's listening, the people on IG, the Facebooks, wherever you found Star Wars time. It's because of you. 2020 is starting off fantastically. And all we can ask is to keep this momentum going. There's always time for Star Wars time. I'm already getting into the dance, and we're not even three minutes into the show. But it's clearly working, so I just wanted to you know, get that out there at the top of the show here and thank all of you. I'm sure I'll do it again once we get into the Top 5 Star Wars Instagram Artist of the Week feature because that's where a lot of you come from, and we love you. All right, Nick? So anything oh, you yeah. want to say to the fandom out there, the SWT bros and I mean, sisters? We, we definitely did not expect this. You know, we, we've been going strong on Star Wars time for over a year now. 2019 was our inaugural kind of season of Star Wars time. And now in 2020, we were like, okay, you know, slow growth. Like we've been seeing over 2019. Maybe we'll get some numbers here, some numbers there. But like... Like you mentioned, we opened up 2020 and we like look at download numbers. And we're like, where the fuck did all these people it, come from? It was from? shocking, and, to be quite it, quite honest with you. I mean, yeah. we're we're still tiny. Don't get don't get us wrong here. We still need all your help. We are not big enough. Our penises are still diminutive in the Star Wars podcast landscape. But the way things are going in January, we could have some monsters here by the end of 2020 so keep it up we appreciate you whatever it is the force i don't know but like i said i do think it's one part our awesomeness and two parts your excellence 
All right, so let's get into it. What do we got to talk about, Nick? Well, you know, we always find stuff to talk about because, as we say, there's always time for Star Wars time. And it doesn't matter that there's no movies on the horizon. We will always find something to talk about Star Wars. But we actually got some legit shit. It's not just stuff we're pulling out of our asses this week because my man here, he's still on Star Wars, The Rise of Kylo Ren, the bandwagon. All right, he's keeping at it. He read issue number two, and now he's going to give us his take on it. Issue number two, I mean, I will say that for those of you who are really starving for content now, this is a really good source. Like, episode one, issue one of, of Rise of Kylo Ren, it kind of started off predictably. There was some stuff in there that you're like, yeah, I can see this happening and blah, 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 blah. But book two really fucking kicks it into gear. And it confirms you know? the rumor we talked about on the last episode, right? Exactly. Like the, the big, huge rumor that had come out from MSW, that had come out with Project Luminous and all this other stuff. The High Republic era has officially been canonized by Star Wars The Rise of Kylo Ren issue number two. And it comes from a conversation between Lor Santeca, you know that person from being slashed in half by Kylo Ren at the beginning Wh- which, of TFA. I mean, again, I'm not reading these because I'm moronic, but aren't you finding, I, I, I like that they brought Lor San in there because it kind of adds a little more gravity to his scene with Kylo at the opening of TFA. Exactly. Like, there is an established relationship like, I mean, between those he two He hung characters. out with him when he was a kid. He fucking slashed him down. Like, that shows you how dark Ben got. Yeah, and I mean, what is established in, in that scene alone is that Lore Santeca and Luke Skywalker are, are very good friends. Like, Lore Santeca is essentially, like, you know, scouring the galaxy of, you know, looking for Jedi artifacts, potential Jedi strongholds that were okay. lost during the So, I the mean, High again, Republic that era. just feeds into the fact that Lore was the one that had Luke's, essentially, star map drive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So that that huh. makes complete you know, sense. You know, now. Nick, I should almost read these damn comic books you've gotten into. It's like yeah. they add lore to the Star Wars universe. It's weird. Just a little bit. I will say that they're twenty four pages each. So that's it's oh a my bit god, of front and back. So that's like forty eight <laughs> things to look at. Uh, it's tough. It's tough sometimes. <laughs> You're like, man, I have to look at the pictures and read the words. But uh, the words and the pictures in this book are really great. I mean, my overall score, I've been kind of reviewing them and giving them a score. The first one I gave a 9. This one I gave a 9.3. Story and entertainment-wise, it's excellent because the way at least the first two books have broken down so far is you you kind of split the comic into two subsections. This one is Ben and Snoke, so kind of living in the timeline that is active and going on. So he's now with Snoke after leaving the Jedi Academy. And then the second storyline is uh, a flashback in which Luke, Ben, and Lor Santeca are going out to this High Republic-era Jedi temple um, to kind of just look for artifacts. And there's a lot of great stuff that happens in the flashback. We finally get the first confrontation between Luke and the Knights of Ren. Um, and that, as so that I, is the first fight. I mean, again, I'm not, I, I, I don't read your reviews, not because I'm an asshole <laughs> and I'm not yeah. supporting my, my wingman here, but I, I do, I do kind of want to read these at some point in time. Yeah. I don't want you to spoil it, but you do even know all the big moments already get spoiled either because I am a, at this point, a star Wars leaking junkie. Yeah. So I, I see the fucking panels. Like I know the other big moment from this comic, you essentially learn why they're called the Knights of Ren, right? 
Yeah, so that was actually you, you kind of meet the guy. I don't want to get too much into it, but like I said, I've already spoiled all that shit for myself. So. Yeah, like the first one is where you get a little bit of history on the actual name, the Knights of Ren. This one is your confrontation, and then um, basically, I, I you know, without saying too much or spoiling it for those who want to read it, like you find out that Luke is the baddest motherfucker in the galaxy at that point in time. Like nobody, he's untouchable. I mean, we know at this point now from Trost that all of the Knights of Ren and even from book one, all the Knights of Ren are, are force sensitive. Like they can, they have little bits of the force in them. Even the main guy, he's got a lightsaber and Luke basically just makes them all look foolish. Um, Good. And yeah, so it, it was really cool. And then, you know, pivoting a little bit to the Snoke storyline, it is a typical what you would expect from, a, a, you know, a dark side connoisseur he is he's manipulating ben he is i also see in this head. nick in the flashbacks they make it clear when snoke is talking to ben right yes yes that's very clear and snoke's already in ben's head as a, as a child mm-hmm. and padawan and all that stuff yeah like but, the, well palpatine i guess yeah palpatine snoke whatever you want to call it as as it's established in tross he basically says i'm every voice that's ever been in your head so yes yeah, snoke slash palpatine is there and at this point in the flashback, you can tell that the the relationship is established between Ben and and Snoke. Like there is no like introductory period. Snoke, like Ben is not trying to rid himself of this presence. Ben is very comfortable talking to Snoke through these forced communications. Well, uh, didn't we we talked about this before? Isn't there an, a, another comic that kind of sets up how Snoke and Ben kind of first linked up? I think there may have been. It's like, like a, in the yeah. Snow comic, or I think there's another Kylo. There was a bunch of good ones that led up to Tross. Of yeah. Of course, our sloth asses didn't get to those. But I do, as you said, I, I believe before this run of books, Ben and Snoke and their relationship was already established. Yes, yes. So in this, we're, we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing like the, the relationship in this book in particular play out in person in the active timeline and then through forced communication in the in the flashback timeline. So it was really good. It was a really good episode. Gave good context. Gave even, you know, better uh, context into the Knights of Ren, who they are, and, and kind of what their, their sole purpose was in the galaxy at this point in time. So um, well worth a read. Like I said, I gave it a 9.3. The Marvel Comics app is how I read it. Super easy. If you use the guided view, you don't even have to worry about, like, you know, zooming in on certain cells of the comic, it does it all for you. And you I think you can the, essentially pretend you have the force and you're reading the comic with the force, right? It's beautiful. It's very good. I, yeah. I mean, dude, I, I'm all set. I mean, I, I'm on Comicsology. I've got plenty of fucking Star Wars comics. Half of them I still haven't read because you know I'm an idiot. It, it, like anything I see, shiny objects. I'm one of those people's like, I'll buy it. I just like they have a, a comic <laughs> sale for Star Wars. Oh, I'll buy all those, and then they just fucking sit there. Nice. So like Steam sales, same same sickness. Oh yeah, Steam sale is the is the killer for me. Hey, speaking never, of Steam, can you? Because I know, are you are you a P- PC gamer predominantly or console? Yeah, I mean, for I would say right now I'm playing mostly on PC. Yeah. Can you explain to me? Because like, you know, Entertainment Buddha, it's been kind of left out in the cold because of Star Wars time. I essentially. That was my baby, and then we gave birth as as uh, husband and husband to Star Wars time, and now I've yes. left my EB baby to s- essentially rot and die. 
left it to leave the nest. EB is now. Yeah, but I, I like. I'm so out of the <laughs> the gaming culture right now. Can you explain to me why everyone has a hard on for the Epic Game Store? It's like right now they've been doing a lot of free shit. Like they they're like. No, I'm talking like they hate it. Okay, so a oh, game came out oh, today, wow. and it, it like I think Zombie Four is from Rebellion. It's only going to be on Epic Game Store for PC versions. And immediately the comments on the video, oh, would have got if it weren't for the Epic shit store, Epic oh, rip me off store. So that's what I'm getting. There's a. There's a movement out there in gaming against the Epic Game Store for some reason, and I really have never been able to put my finger on why. I think it's it's partially due to the fact that they've disrupted the industry, and like it sounds weird, but for the longest time, like Steam was your only avenue, and it was it dominated the landscape so much that like people now use that as a method of communication with friends that they made online. And, like, the Epic Game Store is also taking away exclusivity business that wasn't there before. So, like, where... I'm guessing you know, that's you, it. It's probably the, the exclusive shit. Like, oh, yeah. I, I want to buy my PC game from this store. It's like, I don't get this shit. Yeah, I mean, what, like, What's for wrong PC, with people, motherfuckers? PC gamers, it makes no sense because you can play it on your PC still. Like, exclusivity issues make sense on console because it's like, well, I only have an Xbox. Exactly. PS4. That's why I was like... like have we really gotten this insane as a society now, especially it seems like in the geeky stuff? I mean, Nick and I talk about all the time on this show about how fucking crazy Star Wars fans are, and gamers are right there, too. Yeah. It's, it really? Like, this is this type of shit we want to burn houses down over is, oh, I don't like that store because they got an exclusive game, even though I could still fucking download it and run on my yeah. same shitty-ass PC rig as a Steam game. I, I just they, It makes yeah. no fucking sense. It's, it's all about... People have looked at Steam as like a unified ecosystem for gotcha. PC games for such a long time. It's weird. That, it's like that, they would yeah. rather live in a land where monopolies are the only thing that reigns supreme and uh, there is uh, no such thing as competition. Uh, yeah. Dude, I mean, this happened, like, this was a long time ago, but like when EA Origin released, which was essentially their their online store where all of EA's content was sold, and like when, when EA pulled all of their content off of steam people fucking lost it like for like the biggest thing was battlefield like for a long time you couldn't get battlefield on steam it was ea exclusive and there were people who were like fuck it i'm just not getting it because it's on ea it's on origin and i don't know like i I guess that one i can almost buy a bit more because of how egregious EA has been at times with their license and just the way they treat developers and ultimately gamers with end products. But to hate a fucking store just because it's a store. Yeah. That's basically what it is. It's so weird. Are these people that like hate the Fortnite movement and because Epic created that, is it, is that, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, obviously this is one of the most, random tangents we've had on SWT, but that's what happens. I told you at the top of the show, motherfuckers, you never light know. On, We're talking light about on P- PC today. game trolls right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so, Kylo Ren comic, good. Matt, yes. dumb. All right. Yes. Note taken. Uh, moving on to the next topic here. Star Wars Resistance. It's still going, my friends, but I believe we're down to three episodes, Nick. Uh, I did see mm-hmm. that somewhere. They never took a break. They're just kind of plowing through with this final season. And we got a two-parter this week in episodes 15 and 16, uh, The New World and No Place Safe. All right, Nick uh, isn't able to watch these anymore because he's 
we didn't want to tell this to people, but he's he's homeless. All right? Yeah. I mean, he essentially has to go to Starbucks to do the the shows these these days. I'm sitting in the Starbucks bathroom with yeah. the door locked as we speak. Essentially, he lives in a a communistic style apartment complex that bans the Disney Channel or some shit. So, anyways, Nick is not able to watch new episodes of Resistance. I'm sure some of you are out there going like, "Well, he's lucky because that's a Disney cartoon that fucking sucks." But I. I I warn you against that. I, Resistance is a good show. Nick and I were down on it a bit in this season, but I'll tell you what: these these past few episodes, especially these last two, man, they are they're really hammering it home. We're right back into the thick of all right. It's Resistance versus First Order in particular. Kaz's Resistance cell versus by default Tam's First Order uh, battalion squadron, whatever you want to call it. So. Uh, in terms of Easter eggs, like I said, I already got called out. I missed a huge one in this episode, or the second episode, I believe. Uh, we saw some First Order Thai bombers, Nick, which I'd never seen before. I was just like, I was even sitting there going, I Man, should probably write this down. <laughs> I've never seen this before, but I can't tie it to anything, so is it a true egg? And instead of using the internet machine, and I was just like a fucking lazy-ass scumbag... I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just make up my own truth and it didn't exist. So I left that one out, but someone corrected me on YouTube in a very YouTube way. Uh, in a very YouTube <laughs> reply, I pretty much told him to go fuck himself and thanks for the comment. But uh, So I missed this Thai bomber. Uh, we got some insights into Griff's Imperial past, Nick. We learned that Griff was actually in Doza's uh, squadron, and that's why they're Ooh. together and Griff's loyal to Doza. So that was some okay. nice backstory there. Uh, there's a rebel outpost on this planet we met of Aos, so it, it was structured very similar to the one you would have saw on the Masasi Temple or whatever on Yavin. Yep. Uh, shit you not, these Aosians use the same horn from Castle Black that is used in Game of Thrones. It's dead on. <laughs> Look it up. Not fucking around. Uh, the First Order launched orbital probes. It was a dead-on recreation from the opening of Empire Strikes Back, so that was a great nod. Uh, there are different types of Imperial probe droids, Nick. They didn't go to the planet. Rather, they uh, just kind of smartly stayed in the just outside the atmosphere to see if they could catch anyone coming and going. So Interesting. Got those. Okay. Uh, Kaz... Uh, decided he actually was leaving the platform. So the, the second part of this episode kind of got a little heavy, and it, it, was, it was very nice, very nicely acted by everyone, or voice acted. But Kaz was like, yo, I'm out of here, because essentially Doza lands on this planet. They fuck with the locals. Everyone makes peace. And then Doza's like, listen, we've been on the run. We just want to stay here. So, so they're going to stay on this planet. And Kaz is like, eh, I feel like I got to fight for the resistance. So... He's leaving, and as he's leaving, he makes plans to go to Batu. So interesting things here. Like, why do we watch this cartoon? Well, right here, the fact that Kaz is meeting the Resistance on Batu, and another thing that Pyre says is my six egg, essentially hinting that Kylo Ren is now supreme leader. At this point in time, I believe Resistance has caught up to the TLJ timeline in terms of yeah. TLJ is completed. I mean, and that is kind of the setting for Batu when you go to Galaxy's right? Edge. You know, right, right. So that, that's that what out. I thought. And, and another commenter on YouTube, and by the way, people, those of you on YouTube, all new subs, hopefully you've listened to my my pitch at the end of every video and you're come and trying out the show. And if you are and you are a commenter, I love that shit. Trust me, I will, I'll try to get back to you unless you're a moron. If you're a moron, <laughs> I'll probably tell you're a moron or I'll just ignore it because, as Nick said, leaving comments can only help us get 
at least 10 views instead of yeah, eight. Exactly. But yeah, so Kaz is heading to Batu, and Pyre essentially, after he loses Dozy yet again, and look at that, we just get a comment pop up on YouTube. Beautiful people. It's, it's almost as if you heard me speaking <laughs> through the goddamn force. Look at that. Yeah! <laughs> Imagine me shooting fucking Palpatine Sith lightning out of my hands right now. Ah! <laughs> That's what I feel like. Um, but anyways, back to uh, resistance and why it's heating up and you know, definitely, hopefully Nick can... Uh, pay somebody or, or do something to get the, to watch the final three episodes but pyre you know tierney's like hey you fucked up again i bet hux is really gonna be pissed and he's like eh, yeah hux isn't the person i'm worried about yeah so i'm pretty sure tlj events have taken place that's all caught up we're in this i would say the year in between the the period between tlj and tross which is cool i mean that's why yeah. You know, we, we started watching the show in the first place because of its ties to the sequel trilogy. Uh, and it, it, it did its own thing in a few episodes this season, but it, it's definitely funneling nicely towards, I think, a, a pretty great uh, climax and resolution to this uh, yeah. animated series. Yeah, I mean, the last few, like the last episodes that I was able to get my hands on was still kind of middling around in the, you know, the side plot lines and not really focusing on the, you know, the core narrative between the First Order and the Resistance yet. So once I get a contact or a source or something... Yeah. Give <laughs> to, someone a handy. You never yeah. know with Nick. You never know you what gotta, he'll do to get him some Star Wars. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> and, you I'll know, suck Nick for some Resistance. <laughs> I just need to finish. I just need five more episodes. That's it. But so... Once I get my hands on it again, I, I think I'm going to be pretty pretty pleased with the way that these last few episodes are going to be going. And I mean, like you mentioned, you know, we're we're not only closing out this this season, we're closing out this series, and like this is going to be it. So we only get two seasons of of Star Wars Resistance, and we're heading right to that area where we wanted to be. Like, lead us in the tross a little bit, show yeah, us. Yeah, we got we impatient. Were. I mean, that's what you do when you're an adult watching a a kids cartoon, though. I mean, sometimes yeah, you true. forget that. And I should be better because every night I watch close to an hour of Sophia the fucking first on Netflix with the little one <laughs> uh, to the point where I, I've got the theme song memorized. I've got most of the songs in the episodes down pat. Uh, but, you know, I, I kind of get it. But even those shows, you can see that they're written for kids, but they're also teaching them about how not to be shitheads. Yeah, and that, that, that I mean, resistance that really too. isn't doing that in a way, but you know, sometimes I guess I was taken a little too seriously. Yeah, I remember one of the episodes in second season, specifically was about sustainability efforts and not essentially not drilling into a planet's core. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there, there's exactly. there's things like that sprinkled in every now and then, but um, but it's there, like you said. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I'm telling you, it's it's right where you and I envisioned it to be. Tam is still very key to all this, I believe, and, and obviously Kaz. But the, the second hour of this two-parter was definitely probably felt the, the most Star Wars of, of any Resistance episode. It was very similar to, you know, the finale. I think we remember last year we were talking 
about how it's like, yeah, Kaz really finally felt like a, a true vintage Star Wars hero. And that's kind of how this one felt because he was going off on his own. He kind of, it was almost like he grew up. You know, he had all the goodbyes to yeah. his buddies and then Yeager, his, you know, de facto dad there. So, uh, I, at this point, I, I believe they only have three to go. I, I don't see how they could piss around anymore. I mean, it's got to be full-on Tam's First Order faction, technically Pyre's, and then Kaz's Resistance. So Yeah, there's not a lot of time for messing around. I implore everyone to get on it. At least check the first season on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yeah. All right, dude. So, moving on. The Mandalorian, our friend, uh, the savior of Star Wars. Uh, Jesus H. Pascal, if you will, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, this guy. It is. sucks that he's gone. I mean, there's, there's a glorious eight-week, wasn't even an eight-week run, right? Because we had no, a, we had a two-weeker, we two, yeah, yeah. seven-week run or whatever. Uh, but then he's gone. It's just like, you know, it's almost like you lose a family member. They just diss a fucking peer. Mm-hmm. But luckily, That's- we have people like making StarWars.net's Jason Ward, who is uh, clearly an even bigger junkie at this stuff than, than Nick and I. I mean, I think if Nick and I could do what he was doing, we'd definitely be doing it. Don't get me oh, wrong. Yeah. But uh, the dude, there's no doubt the guy has some fucking legit access to shit. Uh, and it looks like now he lives close to the set of The Mandalorian. or Yeah, because, I mean, he was essentially doing a live stream, which we yeah. have up on StarWarsTime.net. We give him his credit. But uh, he got some footage of The Mandalorian Season 2 set. In particular, uh, it looks like they were dressing it with a lot of burnt trees. So that's kind of the, the angle he was riffing on. And, you know, maybe Nick and I can kind of spew some of our guaranteed not-to-hit takes yeah, yeah. I mean, the way that 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 Jason Ward is breaking this down is that you know, the the set itself has got burnt trees like Matt was talking about, and then he kind of leads into a a theory of his that this is either going to be Navarro or Mustafar. Um, for me, I I mean, kind of thinking specifically about those two planets, Navarro and Mustafar. Navarro, for those of you who are not aware. Um, is the the home planet of the of the bounty hunters guild where we first meet grief cargo where we first meet the mando and stuff like that so it's the planet that a lot of the early um, happenings on the show uh, were, were, were on and then mustafar people know what mustafar is home of vader's castle home of the you know where anakin got all of his limbs chopped off stuff like that so for me it, it would make a lot of sense if this was navarro given that uh, Moff Gideon is still clearly there after the Mando downed his ship, and he would basically be on a war path at this point. Like the dude would be literally scorched earth. Like he's yeah. Remember, remember what else. he's holding too. Yeah, a big ass dark saber. So he's cutting down trees. Hey, and you he want you want a cool uh, Star Wars time factoid nugget on Navarro? Do it. If you search bounty hunter guild planet. We're, we are in SERPs. We are in SERPs, motherfucker. That's right. Yeah, we, We're number three under the goddamn Star Wars wiki. I'll take that any day. Yeah, that is that is pretty good for those of you. So if you want to 
increase site traffic to StarWarsTime.net, <laughs> just go on there. Actually, don't even go directly to StarWarsTime.net. It's better no. for us to get a referral from the Google search Hell engine. Yeah, so dude. go type in Bounty Hunter Gill Planet <laughs> on Google and then click on the StarWarsTime.net. Pad those <laughs> stats. Pad those stats. See, those of you, if you ever want to accuse us of shilling anything, trust me, it's not Disney Star Wars. It's motherfucking star wars time okay yes that is the only thing that we shill <laughs> but <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean okay. navarro makes i mean what do you think about i don't know dude Mustafar i mean it, it would have to be a whole new side of the planet because everything we've seen it's it's fucking lava planet i mean it was confirmed in the last episode that it's a motherfucking lava planet i mean not not on the level of mustafar but hell even Mustafar can be kind of cheery and have plant life, as we saw in the opening of Tross. Y- you don't know. I mean, that that's kind of what one of Ward's guesses was, is this, could it be Mustafar? Like the, the Kylo Forest Mustafar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, clearly it's a, a force-heavy planet. You would think season two is going to involve uh, Din hunting down. Well, not hunting down. I mean, I guess technically hunting down since now he's back to being a bounty hunter. But whatever, whatever. It's fucking stupid. But he he is charged now with finding Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and that could lead him. If, that, if they're going to run with that the entire season, which I doubt they will based on the formula they used this season, you just don't know. I mean, they could, John and, and Dave and everyone could flip it on us. You, you just don't know. That's why I love this shit. Uh, but uh, Navarro, for me... The ground isn't gray enough unless they post-process a lot of that shit. And, yeah. and like I said, I, you just you saw no plant life at all. It, it was like a Tatooine to me, but with a uh, obsidian sand feel versus traditional. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. Do you it's, think Anakin disliked obsidian sand too? Probably, it's probably even more coarse than regular sand, so he would hate it. I mean, even he did more. set up shop on Mustafar just to hate himself even more. So true. He may have just been like, you know what? If I really want to hate my life, I just go where there is the worst sand in the. Oh, galaxy. he was <laughs> like, if you, I forget what it's in. If it was, I think it's in one of the comics, but it, he literally built his castle so he could overlook, I believe, where he got got by Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. Just I so it could piss him off more and more and more and more. It's perfect, but love that I mean, guy. Th- this planet is—it's hard to call. But also, I mean, like there is a very distinct possibility that we're on a planet we've never seen before. Um, I mean, like we mentioned, Navarro. Until we, it was confirmed as Navarro in the Mandalorian, we'd never seen that planet before. Right. Um, and then in terms of location jumping for Mustafar, it would kind of make sense because you would figure if he's if he's searching about the Jedi, okay, searching well, well, for think the about Jedi, what's going on right Jedi. now in, in, in like from a Skywalker saga standpoint. Our boy Luke is probably knee deep into his quest to find all these Sith and Jedi bunkers and artifacts. Yes. Uh, which yes. is, I mean, it's canonized in the video game. It's canonized in the motherfucking movies now because of Luke's diaries and the shit Ray found. Uh, I mean, hell, he went to Pisano with Billy D. Williams. Yeah, not Lando Calrissian, the actor Billy D. Williams. Literally, was there. <laughs> and they, they, you know, they were looking for shit. They're looking for Uchi. They're looking for the motherfucking Sith dagger. So yeah, Luke 
Luke is very active in the galaxy at this point, pursuing Force-sensitive shit. Yeah, and you uh, know he would be on Mustafar, where his father's castle stronghold is. Yeah, like, you would think he'd at least swing through there. I, I mean, you just gotta... You gotta wonder, would they bring in Luke, though? I mean... Yeah, that is that is the interesting move. Or, or are they like, gonna invent new Jedi, which would be awesome. I mean, I'm all for would, inventing new Jedi. You know, just like they did with Kanan and, and Ezra. Is like if we had a Kyle Katarn like character. There you go. There you fucking go. I mean, that's exactly opportunity. That's a perfect Jedi archetype for the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would be the guy. Like if if Luke had, you know, if if Luke was busy establishing the Jedi Order, if he had, you know, business to do with Padawans and stuff like that. I mean. You would have a Kyle Katarn-like character from the old EU that's out there kind of doing these things for That'd him. That'd be badass. What, what if it's literally just fucking... What if he's like, hey, man, I'm Kyle Katarn? Because you like, know fucking Whoa. John and Dave would do that shit. They would. They would just be like, why do we need to rename the... If we're basing <laughs> you know this it. character off of Kyle Katarn, just make fucking Kyle Katarn canon again. That would, I be, mean, it, that would be, yeah, perfect. The motherfucker's got a whole story Dave made up about Mandalore canonized in live action. Yes, it was already canonized in animation, but it literally Death Watch, Dark Sabers, uh, really Mandalorian culture in general all came from animated and they've now got it in the live action. So, why the fuck not? I, I mean, really in the end, what's the cool aspect of this topic? Why are we talking about this video? It, it's so we can talk about the Mandalorian again. Exactly. It has nothing to do with fucking burnt trees on a lot in LA that could be any fucking planet in the galaxy. It's just it gives Nick and I an excuse to talk about the Mandalorian season two and riff on ideas that will never happen and make predictions that are so far beyond the mark that it's laughable that we call yeah. ourselves Star Wars experts. I think that if Kyle Katarn was in here, we prob that probably would have leaked already. Like given the amount of information that We've gotten about every goddamn Star Wars property over the last couple of years. I feel like Kyle Katarn would be in there unless they baby yoded that thing and like nobody will know about it until the day the fucking season two drops. But I think, think it would we be get six, baby but. Yoda's real name right off the bat. Oh, yeah. That's or a- until they find a either fuck another one of Yoda's species or a Jedi that knows something about this. 50 year old baby yoda thing i was gonna say like i i feel like you have to come across another force sensitive because what in my head baby yoda can communicate through the force like he can have a conversation through the force but the people who are around him aren't receptive to that type of communication yeah i i I, yeah that's what i mean that's why i said i mean are we gonna get it uh do we pick up season two where baby yoda is starting to, to speak yeah, I think if he would physically talk, that would be fucking great. I bet <laughs> like, it's coming. I'd be, probably so. I mean, I mean, think about it. At this point in time, dude, I- I'm sure they didn't have a, at least the executives, probably were like, ah, oh, fuck, we'll get the show two seasons. We'll see what fucking happens. Whatever. You know, John's a good guy. Dave, that kid, you know, George loves him. Let's just, let's see what happens, right? And then season one happens, episode one happens, Baby Yoda happens, and it's like, fuck. You know, their, their like, dicks are just like, poing! Yeah, Mandalorian you would think at this point, extended forever. 
unless they signed a, a contract and Favre's like, fuck no, dude, we're blowing this thing up and you got to pay me triple. You got to think at this point, they're like, hey, let's Mandalorian fucking season 10. Yeah, like keep Mandalorian it going. indefinite. Dude, we'll have like baby Yoda will turn into the toddler Yoda and then we'll turn into fucking teenage yeah just keep this thing going forever because we know these things that obviously he's 50 and he's still a baby literally keep this going until humanity blows themselves the fuck up and let's just watch what what baby yoda becomes yeah the maturation of baby yoda we we need to see it because i want to see it'd be like the truman show but for baby yoda that's what i want because I, what I really want to see is a piece of art that Frangle Art put out a couple of weeks ago that made the top five, where I want to see fucking Baby Yoda whipping Mando armor. <laughs> like, you know, that's what I want to uh, see. I mean, that is some top-notch shit right there. But I, yeah, I, I, I did another a, a good Baby Yoda mashup today, I think, from or yesterday from MJ Hibble Art, I believe. He's been on the top five. It is, uh, it's Baby Yoda wearing Jon Snow's cloak, riding wolf. Oh, I saw that one. <laughs> saying, saw that cometh one. winter is. <laughs> yes. This is the type. I love that shit. Uh, this dude. is our, the, the people, the Star Wars art community, they're just fucking Man, so I, I, I threw one out today from a, a new artist I found, dude. I, I'll be surprised if it doesn't catch your eye, but... Uh, this Cammy.Lou, holy shit. That's, I'll just leave it at that. I'll tease Nick. Give him a little <laughs> little tease for his duties next week to pick the I've, top I've five. I've seen it. Yeah, I see it, and it is It's basically wow. like Disney perfection. Like, if you're into Disney, that, that's Disney animation right there. Yeah, exactly. Like, one of the – I'm not going to say anything because this will likely make the top five next <laughs> week. One of the figures – looks like a fucking disney princess like that's insane so yes yeah that's, that's, that's next shit. next week tease <laughs> yeah so anyways man mandalorian sets there's gonna be some fucking burnt trees <laughs> who knows uh, i bet the trees are burnt because of din because that dude i think he popped off his flamethrower at, at least once in every episode i was gonna say like he used his flamethrower more <laughs> than we've seen any other bounty hunter I like between it. Django and boba use it more it. than both of them combined <laughs> so, like, i like the the boba fanboys out there still like yeah boba's still he's still the number one mandalorian he's still the best bounty hunter. I'm like, i right, mean cool. dude we still didn't get the payoff on who right. was hovering over yeah. you know fennec shand at the end of that we'll episode, see but so. what boba has on film so far i can tell you is not even close to what Din has put on on film. And, you know, talking from yeah. football, breaking it down. There's, it's not even close. Yeah, Din. Boba is Fett. Fucking... I'll give him the intelligence possibly for his uh, maneuver to 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 be able to tail Han after Han stuck himself to the back of that star destroyer. That's about it. Yeah, if we're fighting official cannon here. Like that's what we got to go on because yeah, I agree. his only fighting Nick he flies over, <laughs> misses a shot, misses a shot. Uh, lassos Luke. Luke cuts that, then fucking chops his gun in half. Yep. And then Han turns and accidentally bumps his his rocket booster on. He's dead. Yeah, he's gone. He's Y'all- a fucking bozo. <laughs> Think about it. Boba Fett is a bozo. Yeah. Now look. You get to see some kid Boba Fett in a Clone yeah, Wars series and stuff I hate like Star that. Wars time. Fucking shills. They hate I told Boba you. Fett. Disney, they like the Disney Mandalorian. 
It's like, look, man. Just calm down. I'm just, I'm Boba just Fett's going to be back. On what is canon now. And yes, I agree with Matt. Din Jaren is top notch Mando over Boba right now. I mean, but it could come back, you know. Maybe this whole series ends with fucking Boba Fett killing him in a duel, and then we get Boba Fett, a Star Wars series. After. Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's blasphemous. There's no way. Plus, Baby Yoda would not let that happen. No, Baby Yoda. Oh, but I, I, I'm all for Boba joining the series. At one point in time, I, it's even on my theory video, I was all pissy. Like, yeah, I would take away from, from Din. Uh, but the more I think about it, like, nah, that would actually increase his legend, I think, yeah. with, with fans if he could... And, and I'm not saying he's just always going to make Boba look like a fucking chump as he does in Jedi, but they have good tussles maybe over bounties or just chases, and neither one or the other really gets a true victory, but they always manage to make it out alive and like, I'll get you next time type of shit. Dude, like Boba Fett seems like the type of bounty hunter who is a Mandalorian, like a Mandalorian bounty hunter who would hunt another Mandalorian. Like, Boba cares so little about the mark. Right, well, that he would Boba, be like, first off, yeah. he's not Mandalorian, and, and well, now we know he, he doesn't buy into the fucking creed. There's creed, no yeah, fucking like, way. Yeah, like, the creed is, yeah, it's definitely, he's, he, if, if he's a credo Mandalorian, he's very loose. He is as Mandalorian as I am Catholic. <laughs> I would almost guarantee if, like Paz or someone saw this motherfucker, they would blow him away without saying a word. Oh yeah. Like I, I bet Boba Fett is as hated, if probably more hated than the empire is in, in this show. That's probably it, true. I mean, considering that all of the Mandalorians were essentially like, you know, a family now after the calling, after the, you know, the destruction of the Mandalorian culture and people. And then, and then fucking Boba is just out there whipping around in slave one like right, doesn't actively care working about them. with them and yeah so yeah. fuck that guy <laughs> that's how i feel i mean i love boba he looks cool as shit but i, I he he's just outside of his armor he was just always a bozo to me yeah i want more content of him though because i want him to come back and i want stories told about him that prove the badass reputation that he has right. like in new canon in new kids in old canon. There was a lot of good shit around his character and everything like that. Like bring that character back in new canon, establish him as a badass again, and then really kind of let him permeate the new star Wars canon a bit. So I'm looking for, yeah. And if I'm it. pissing some of you off because of what I said about Boba, good. It's <laughs> a point. It's a point leave, of doing this shit. Leave right? some comments and yeah, <laughs> feedback on the show. Tell me how fucking stupid I am. I've, I've been hearing it for the past 10 years or so. All right. So uh, moving on to one of the most treasured of Star Wars directors, and that oh, is Ryan Johnson, right? Ryan Johnson. Right? Yeah. Everyone loves yes. Ryan Johnson in Star Wars Landon, right? Oh, yeah. He's, oh, okay. he's definitely... George no, they Lucas, fucking, they fucking hate his Ryan guts. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, they, they fucking hate his guts. But anyways, the, the dude's doing all right for himself. Uh, first off, any of you people that want to tell me this guy is a, fucking sucks and he's hacky, dude just wrote a movie from his head. It's made like $250 million on probably a, a minuscule budget. Yep. And he's got a nominee, nomination for best original screenplay. And they've already greenlit a sequel on his new IP. So I don't care what you think about his take on Star Wars. The motherfucker's pretty okay at creating shit that people like. 
All right. Yeah, he is a good filmmaker. I mean, I think you could say that before TLJ. I think you could say that after TLJ. And I think you could say that for sure after seeing Knives Out. So um, this story, I mean, obviously, since Knives Out is a huge success and has gotten, you know, garnered all of the. Yeah, we're, we're not Knives Out time. There's actually a, a Star Wars connection to this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Matt rattled off all of these accomplishments that that Knives Out has has garnered. But now, I mean, obviously, when you direct something as large as Star Wars, I mean, over one point three billion dollars worldwide for TLJ, people want to know, like, okay, you just had this this successful movie that you wrote, directed from your from your head, like Matt said, completely original screenplay and idea. Like, so you're doing Knives Out too. What about your Star Wars trilogy? Like, is that still happening? When can we expect it? Questions like this are coming up in all kinds of press junkets and interviews that he's doing. And uh, in this piece from Variety, he he kind of he semi-answered the question. He they, they asked him, so, you know, is your Star Wars trilogy still in development? And he says, I'm still talking to Lucasfilm, but they haven't announced anything on their slate yet now. Matt, what do you think about that? Because we pretty much got a hard confirmation from Kathleen Kennedy herself and Bob Iger that this dude had a trilogy before TLJ even dropped. Oh, of course. Uh, honestly, at this point, I think he's he's telling the truth. I think yeah. I think Lucasfilm is so fucking chaotic right now in, in how to handle Star Wars anymore that they don't know what the fuck's going on. They don't. Yeah. They really don't. If you think about what has happened at this point, they've taken the Skywalker saga and managed to make it lose money film to film to film. I mean, yeah. they started high with TFA, big drop on TLJ, big drop now to Tross. I mean, Tross hasn't even made a billion dollars yet. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably have a billion by this coming weekend. So if you guys are listening I mean, to this one, that, it drops. That's crazy. I mean, Star Wars movies usually hit a billion, typically within the first week, two weeks at most. And we're almost a month into Tross's release. Uh, they just, dude, they, they don't. I mean, Bob, Kathy, all these fuckers. I mean, they're all to blame. It's not just Kathleen. It's not just Bob. All these motherfuckers. At this point in time, I think whether you like the trilogy or not, I think everyone can agree that they dropped the ball overall. Yeah, they just did. There, there wasn't a cohesive vision to this trilogy. Uh, they've really managed to disenfranchise even the casual Star Wars fans. I mean, us nuts, we're always gonna be crazy. Uh, but they, they've even managed to like fuck off just normal Star Wars fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, like sane people. <laughs> and as you said, there were plans. That we were supposed to have a fucking Star Wars movie this year and another one next year. Yep. We were all, we were all set up for Star Wars through 2021. Right. Those, got, those got arm wiped off the table after TLJ. I mean, this is when it all started to just fall apart. They're like, uh, then knee jerking started the hat. This is where I start blaming the, the money guys, like the Bobs. They're just like, hey, fuck it. Wipe all that shit. And then as Nick said, yeah. Trilogy announced. Another trilogy announced. 
And then it's, oh, we don't know what we're going to do. Oh, yeah, well, we're going to wait three years now. So 2022, it's going to be these guys and then Avatar, these guys and then Avatar, these guys. And there we go. And then, you know, Johnson probably coming in after that. And now it's literally those guys are gone. Ryan's still around, but at this point, he's going to be like a fucking trillionaire. Be like if I, I'll just keep making shit up in my own head and creating my own IP and become my own Ryan Johnson. You know, I mean, fuck, maybe he, maybe Knives Out becomes like a little weird murder mystery Star Wars cult. Yeah, yeah, it's very possible. I mean, it's so I, I don't film. think he's bullshitting here. I mean, there there still could be things he's not allowed to say, and they haven't announced anything on their slate yet. That you could also take that as maybe they actually do have a slate now and he's not allowed to officially say anything until they officially announce the slate. Yeah, I mean, so far the slate to, you know, the, the people out here in regular Star Wars land is 2022, 2024, 2026. Like that's the slate. And we don't know if they're if they actually yeah, plan yeah you on put doing film and directed by in there or just say NA and NA right now. Yeah, n- nothing else is is available at this point in time for those two categories but like we have basically confirmation that there will be no star wars movies in between those dates so nothing in 2025 nothing in 2023 so no movies there so you would assume that if ryan's coming in ryan's not coming in until 2027 at the (laughs) earliest like Dude, so at this gives- point, at this point, if they're still legit with him, I feel unless he's like, "Hey, fuck it, I got a good thing going," they almost have to drop kick him down the the twenty two. Yeah, I mean, if you're serious and you really want Ryan to to continue some sort of Star Wars storytelling, like give him that slot if he wants to do it. I mean, he's in development of uh, Knives Out sequel right now so like who knows if he has enough time to do full development and release like full development writing and production on a star wars movie that releases before december 2022 i mean like i don't think he's got enough time but it's i mean either either they're too pussy to just come out and and cut the deal and be like you know what dude we're weak look what we did with tross we caved on a lot of the the controversial shit. You're you're almost like kryptonite at this point. Sorry, we yeah. know you're a talent, but honestly, we just we can't risk giving a trilogy to you. You know what may be happening, and they're is, just too pussy to come out and say it. It could that could definitely be it. But another thing that that could be happening is that there's this there, there's this idea we talked about last time, DC or you know MCU style films disconnected with an interconnected kind of overarching narrative. So not necessarily a strung together one movie relies on the other trilogy. They may be trying to pitch to Ryan like, hey, we got three, 2022, 2024, 2026. Do you want one? And then that way you have one, but you're not, you don't rely on the other two. Like this movie is solely yours and you can tell the story that you want to tell and it doesn't have to rely on any of the other ones. And then then you can do what you did with this trilogy. You can say, JJ, you make one. Colin, you make one. Ryan, you make one. Tell your own stories. All we need to worry about is a very loose, overarching narrative, just like we saw with the MCU. 
So maybe they're yeah, trying yeah, to the sell world's, him on that. The world is connected, but the characters at that time necessarily aren't. Yeah, I mean? exactly. Like they're, they're all you, playing in the same sandbox, but they're not quite running into each other. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about like, well, fucking Ryan killed my character. Now I can't make my script. Meh, 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 meh. Like you just like you can write your own story. You can literally take the character, write your own story, and you don't have to worry about any of the shit that happens in the other movies. Like as long as you don't fucking kill your main, then you should be fine. Um, so I think that may be interesting if they if they try to pitch him on like, hey, jump in on this model. Like you did a you you know, objectively made a good movie with TLJ. Like people have issues with the story, but objectively speaking, TLJ is a very well-made film. Um, so there's no reason that he couldn't be involved in it in a disconnected project MCU style like that. Oh, I, dude, I would not mind him keeping his trilogy. I really wouldn't. Yeah, this oh, yeah. isn't this isn't Matt the Shill. I just I did not TLJ did not bother me uh, like. It did some of you. It just didn't. I'm not going to say it's the, the best Star Wars movie, but it, it did not make me want to stab myself and renounce my membership in the Star Wars fan club. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, w- whatever. I, I do think there is some truth to Disney just being pussies. It, or it could be, hey, we've got something done and we're just, he's not allowed to talk about it because he signed this contract and we'll tell him when he's allowed to fucking say oh, something. Oh, yeah. I mean, N- NDAs exist in that, in that, you know, sphere, that, that, you know, business for a reason. So I'm sure that if something has happened, he couldn't say it yet anyway because he's so far out from. I'll, I'll leave it at this. I, I would not be surprised if one day out of the blue we get an announcement that Ryan Johnson is no longer working with Lucasfilm, though, either. Yeah, so. no. Either way would not be a surprise for sure. All right, so uh, moving on to a rumor here, so not real life. We're in the rumor land, which is a, a good land for Nick and I because I don't really know if life is real. Uh, so anyways, this kind of deals with the Kenobi series, Nick, and supposedly we're getting two prequel-era characters within it. Yeah, I mean, this is a couple of rumors coming from a couple of different places. MSW, we got this covered, and what we're speculating on from the MSW side is uh, everybody's favorite Gungan, Jar Jar Binks making his way back into <laughs> Star Wars. What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's an interesting move. I don't think that they would do it in any sort of like main or even secondary character type of, you know, position. But um, if they had a, a situation in an episode where Kenobi is somewhere off of Tatooine um, and he runs into Jar Jar and has a conversation, I could see that happening. But if they try to bring like Jar Jar Binks into this series as like a secondary character to obi-wan kenobi i don't know how you pull that off well that that would be fucking vintage prequel nonsense though wouldn't it oh yeah it would be i mean (laughs) it would would line (laughs) right up but hey man i'm not a jar jar hater i love the motherfucker i mean just to see my kid still laughs at his dumb ass and she's seen the movie a couple times uh i i wouldn't mind it first off i i would love for uh, ahmed to get hopefully a a glorious return to the character and people not want to make him kill himself yes 100 percent. i think that would be a bonus just for him i mean to, to come back to the role and actually be embraced and I, I honestly think he would 
at this point because you know a lot of the, the a lot of the people in the fandom menace are the the prequel generation right yeah they they love I the mean, prequels. those are their motherfucking they, movies and i bet they enjoyed jar jar binks when they were little kids i know when i talked to jared i mean he's a he's a prequel kid uh, and uh, TPM's his favorite movie, and he fucking loves Jar Jar and all that shit. So, yeah, I um, mean, if you were if you were like seven, eight years old when when TPM came out, and you saw that, you probably attached yourself pretty hard to Jar Jar Binks. And like, I can see people who were younger. Yeah, TPM's the best fucking prequel. Come at me, bros and <laughs> girls. I'm, it, it's it's unquestioned the best prequel. We're taking applications for debates right now. So well, I don't even have to. I, I've got a <laughs> long-winded, essentially, video essay up on uh, StarWarsTime.net or our YouTube.com slash StarWarsTime show, I believe. Star Wars Time uh, Show. Yeah, you can find it. it it's, I lay out my case for why it's better than Clint. Well, I mean, fuck. Anything's Anyone could figure that out, but I also I, I mainly uh, lay out the case why it's better than than Rots. Yeah, I mean, it's on there. It's actually that's one of our like earliest pieces of video footage was was your your um, opinion on on TPM. Really, like if you really just think about the Phantom Menace, just think about what it had to do and what it was dealing with, uh, kids. A, a kid lead it's it's not bad yeah yeah i mean you, you get, get darth a- maul you get duel the fates you get the, the some of the best lightsaber combat in all of star wars you get qui-gon jinn you get ewan mcgregor as young obi-wan i mean you get a dope ass yoda the, puppet if you go watch the yeah, special yeah. Edition. i mean the pod race it, it just it it's a good movie, and the pod race, you can kind of excuse some of the cheesy acting because of the kids. Yeah, yeah, I can agree on on many many of those points. It is it is a better movie than it is given credit for, and you know I I, I tend to agree with you there. So, so I know I know a lot of you guys like rots, but if you really think about what that movie does to my man Anakin slash Vader, it's tragic. That is that is your primary point. I go to it every time because like he yeah. was my fucking guy, Nick. Darth Vader was my guy. Yep, yep. That's why I was so jazzed as a you know going into college age for the prequels. I thought the prequels were gonna going to be life changing, and they were just in the wrong way i mean i did a different direction i didn't change. expect it to be so flat it was like you know more and more air came out of that prequel tire as the films came out and then rots is just like, like someone just jammed a nail in there it's like oh. the the only one that i have a problem with is aotc and look i can watch aotc i think it's okay I mean, it has some good good sequences. Like yeah, the, that Coruscant say, chase is is good until it, Anakin talk. Basically, as long as Anakin doesn't talk outside of the uh, Lars Homestead, the best live action angry Anakin we get. Yeah, it, it would have been a lot better. Like uh, Anakin talking in that movie's rough. Yeah, it is. It is. Whew, I don't know. And the thing is, is like. Hayden did really good acting. I, I think he had a Golden that. Globe nomination before that fucking movie, dude. Yeah, so I don't know what happened there. I don't know if like George was directing. It's called but was never George Lucas. 
but um, AOTC is definitely rough. But I, I love can, the guy's I mind. I just don't think he knew how to direct humans, unfortunately. Yeah, that is for sure. He's not a good director of. And, and I'm pretty sure if you watch any of the behind the scenes on the prequels, uh, Ewan, most of them pretty much hint at that without saying, "Hey, George can't direct shit." He's like, yeah, man, they, he really just lets you do what you want to do. Yeah, he's it's just like, like eh. I just said hello. And he's like, all right, that's fine, cool. Yeah, it's like, put it in there. All right, man. <laughs> but the other the other. But hey, the one thing, Jar Jar will have a beard, though. Yes, bearded, bearded Jar Jar is like said that. to be here. Like so, that. I mean, it, and for those of you who haven't really kept up with Jar Jar's life post, you know, rots and post rise of the empire, he basically turns into a street clown. Like he is a clown for children. Yeah, is he almost homeless though? Like, yeah. Uh, then the comic really made it really made him destitute and really uh, yep. basically a bum. Yeah, he is. He is as so maybe close he's a fucking bum in Tatooine, and that's where <laughs> Kenobi runs into him at, at most Espa or most. Dude, Iceland you know how fucked up that would be? Is like if you if he ran across Jar Jar and he was a drunk. Like he was in, like you said, like he was in like the I, most I, I, I think that would be a way to do it. I, I'm telling you, man, I do not think Kenobi's leaving Tatooine in this series ever. I, it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Like it, it would be risky if he did leave, but man, I would like to see if he did. Like if he left. Oh, it would be fun to just get Obi-Wan in a starship with him piloting again and bitching about it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I always love I mean, they even ran with that with, within the Clone Wars cartoon, though. I mean, Kenobi was always yeah, bitching about flying. Fucking flying. But, yeah, I mean, I think that would be such an interesting way to reintroduce that character to a for sure more mature audience at this point. Because, like, I wouldn't say that, a Ma- the, that The Mandalorian is a show that is, you know, tailored towards kids. Like, that is towards more mature Star Wars. Oh, yeah. No, my, I mean, my three-and-a-half-year-old watched the whole thing and enjoyed it. She's actually rewatched the entire series on her own request. I don't know if I told you that, Nick. I was over the wow. break. Uh, it, was one, it was after we watched the last episode. The next day, she got up at, you know, six or seven with her mom. And the first thing was, can I watch all of the Mandalorians? <laughs> I mean, luckily for her, it's only thirty-minute episodes, so, so it doesn't she. Take I mean, it took her exactly. It's days. that and ADD at that age. Uh, it it did take her almost the day to get through all eight again, but she fucking did it. Wow, that's by impressive. herself at some times. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. It's awesome. She yeah, she is a true Padawan at this it's, point. Dude, I mean, you should see the shit she does with that Cloud City Lego set. It's <laughs> every day I come out and there's a whole new little setup she's got with the people. That's this last like, one was darling. I mean, I, I should send you the, the picture offline, but she on the landing pad <laughs> lined up Leia at the at the door, gave yeah. her a crown from the Frozen set. <laughs> put Elsa and Anna next to her, like on, flanking her on the side, each yeah, side to side. Laid out some Bespin guards as her escort, and then on the landing pad, literally like had a processional of of people in in, in like a U shape, walking towards her as if she was greeting them to Cloud City. Wow, <laughs> like, that's dude, fucking this is awesome. So fucking great. Just doing it like she'll. She, I can hear her, she's talking. They're like, "Oh yeah, Le- yeah, can we come in?" It's, like, yeah, it's, it's the best, <laughs> the best. Amazing. But then, like a night like tonight, I, I basically had to stay down in in Daddy's room because of how <laughs> insane she was making me. With I mean, just 
drama left and right. So, <laughs> parents, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, on to on the Star Wars. Back to the let's get to the second character there, Nick. The uh, second prequel character, character is this one's coming from we got this covered, and they've had a few good leaks recently as well. Um, this one's a, a pretty pivotal character in the in the prequel trilogy and it's played by one of the most famous actors that's ever been in star wars and that's fucking samuel l jackson's mace windu um yes this this rumor coming out of we got this covered says that that mace is going to be back primarily in either flashback or force vision form yeah oh well, yeah it has to be i mean yeah it's the only way this would work. This this we got this covered site. They're they're kind of suspect to me, so I, I don't quite know if they've hit before. If they have, and I'm talking shit, too bad. Yeah. Uh, so, but hey, it, it 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 wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. I, I guess. Did we get a lot of Kenobi and Mace exchanges, though? I mean, did, did I mean, you feel they, like they were good buddies? Uh, they were on the council together at the end. I mean, they were both members of the Jedi Council. Yeah, but why um, wouldn't he just talk to the to the guy, you know, the big guy? Yeah, I know what you're talking I mean, you. I mean, we could definitely see a Yoda, you know, in here as well. Where You know how I, I could see mace making sense you know if the if the hayden stuff pays off and you know maybe we're getting flashbacks with them yeah or if they even just you know reshoot to death or something and, and kenobi is still questioning like how did this happen like no i don't i still don't even believe that he that anakin can do this maybe mace shows up like no motherfucker he shot me out that goddamn window <laughs> you know like something like that like yeah yeah you dumb motherfucker. I could totally see that happening. I mean, it's 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 interesting because you're right. I mean, like most of the communication between Obi-Wan and any other Jedi was between either Anakin or Yoda. So, but we know that Mace was a grandmaster. Like this is a bad motherfucker. Like he is one of the best Jedi in that era. So, it it is it's easy to believe that he would have had training sessions that would he would have had learnings from from mace and that he would have spent a significant amount of time with him especially once you know obi-wan became a master in rots you see him on the council he's sitting right next to mace so i could see it happening also samuel jackson's probably been the most vocal former star wars actor to be like i want to be back in star wars again like i want to play fucking mace windu again Yeah, he gets shit done like when he speaks stuff seems to happen especially in star wars yeah, and the funny thing is, is like he even got George Lucas to say, like, sure, whatever, Mace Windu's not dead. Like, I, like he was proud and George on it so much. Like when Disney bought Star Wars, he's like, I can come back. Look, George Lucas said I was alive still. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you still gotta love the fact that Sammy J went to the the maker. Yeah, he's like, listen, motherfucker, I want a purple lightsaber. Yeah, well, and well, and, they don't exist in this universe, Sam. Motherfucker, <laughs> I want a purple lightsaber. Yes, Mr. Jackson. Yeah, it's like, all right, give the man a purple it's, lightsaber. I, I mean, George just caved like that. But you'd, you'd always hear stories, that, you know, especially with LucasArts, where he, he wasn't a tyrant. Like, he would never yell, but he could just kind of come in and, and ruin your month. Yeah. Just I by mean, going I've... like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, you know what? Let's call him Snoochie Boochie. Chain, give him a horn here, 
and make them related to Jar Jar. And they'd be like, <laughs> oh, fuck. They'd have to, like, delete entire levels and stories. And Yeah. They, they <laughs> George was... But then Jackson's like, just like, listen, dude, I want a fucking purple lightsaber. They don't exist. Yeah, you, you've made it clear. It's 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 green, blue, red. I want a purple. It's yeah, like, sure, like, sure. Anything for you, Mister Jackson. But I mean, Sam. But like at the time, though, if you look at the people who were casting, like Samuel L. Jackson was the biggest star ever cast in a Star Wars. Oh movie. yeah, it was it like, was it was big. I mean, it's probably almost like why is he doing? I, dude, I'll never forget. I don't know if I was just stupid when I was eighteen, nineteen, or what. But when when TPM fired up and I saw that Liam Neeson was in it, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, Liam Neeson's a a fucking Jedi? I just, I mean, obviously the internet wasn't what it was back in 98 or it would have been, what, 97, 98 leading up to 99. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, you couldn't get anything, really. and Hardly even fucking trailers. Think how crazy that is, dude. Yeah, like when you walk into a movie and you're like holy shit this person's in it at this point we know everybody who's in right. a movie a year 21 years out. ago i i used to buy movie tickets at the booth walk in to watch a a star wars prequel trailer and then leave <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like that's Pay my five bucks, get to see the trailer on the big screen, and that's it. Now fucking trailers come out. I'll never forget when I found the version of it online. I was at Kent State my freshman year. Uh, again, this would have been 90, 98, 99. You know, the, the winter of 99, so going up to its release. Yeah. I found the trailer, you know, where it's like every generation. You know, the, the Gungans are coming out of the, the fog. I was like, uh, th- this is the greatest thing. This is life. I, there, I, back then, I can remember every year just going, please let me live so I can see the prequel trilogy. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's that, that's and what then, Star Wars is. If you would he- if you would listen to some of my shows, you'd be like, wow. It's like, man, I'm surprised that motherfucker's still alive. <laughs> yeah, this, this guy is going to have a fucking stroke over the prequels. He, yeah, for those of you who don't know, I mean, we this is our 92nd episode of Star Wars Time that we're recording. Yeah, just, oh, just Star on Wars Time and yeah. shit. We probably had another 90 as two yeah. assholes in a cup. Yeah, like we, we've recorded a ton of content over on the Entertainment Buddha Podcast Network. So if you want to go see vintage angry at the prequels, Matt, like oh, you got to Fucking dig. drunk and stupid. <laughs> I mean, we, we would do it Friday nights. I would be three sheets to the wind doing this shit. Yeah. Nick would set me off. He would say like, uh, you know, sand. And I'd be like, fuck! <laughs> I mean, it was just as bad as Anakin, basically. That's all it took. That's all it took. I mean, it, just the most innocent mention of any prequel character. And then Matt was... I don't know, but I'm, I'm liking it tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost enjoying reminiscing about the prequels right now. I'm not going to I mean, lie. there are. There are a lot of It was such an exciting time for, a, for a, a Star Wars fan that... You know, yeah, I was born in 80, so I got to see Jedi in theaters. But come on, I was fucking three. I, I really didn't... I wasn't quite a, a... I was a fan, but not what you could be when you actually have a brain. Okay? Oh, yeah. I mean, so I was dude, in high school. I mean, I remember when they announced it. I was, I was in. I get the Star Wars Insider magazine. Again, no internet, motherfuckers. So that's all we do. I was so jazzed, like, yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna see how Anakin becomes Vader. I can't fucking wait. That's all I could think about back then. I mean, and then TPM I was like, all right, fuck yeah. I saw it ten times in theaters. 
10 times. That's a Tag of Clones saw it before it even released. Somehow my dad knew a dude that ran a major theater chain, literally walked into a massive theater, and there was four of us watched Attack of the Clones. That's And see, I was I, like, I was like, uh, I was getting, watch this, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's prequels, yeah, we're gonna, whoa, it's Anakin, okay, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, but it's the prequels, we're, okay, all right, there's one more, there's one more, there's one there's more, right? One. I'm like, there's one more. We got this, Anakin. We'll see how he becomes Vader. We got this. And then Rots comes out. And I'm going through, and I'm like, all right, good opening, good opening. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, race. Oh, that race shield line. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Oh, what? And then even that came out. I was like, ah, okay. Well, that's how it happened, I guess. <laughs> that's how Anakin became Darth Vader. All that right. is, it, and then it just slowly just started to eat at me, and the and the hate started to creep in. And then George essentially sat on Star Wars, and you know he's giving us the cartoons; those are great. But that that even took a few years. It just it just they just, just the, the just Anakin's turn and the, and the unearned turn just ate at me and rot rotted my inner fandom away to the oh, point yeah. where I didn't even watch Star Wars movies again. Until Disney bought the license. True story. I won't go any further. Here we go. Here we go. So for those of you who want the prequel characters in there, we may be getting both Mace and Jar Jar Binks back in there. So it's going to be interesting. I think Kenobi series has a lot of potential. How do you classify Kenobi? I mean, Ooh. technically, if, if we don't want to get in a time loop... He is a prequel character, right? Oh, yeah. He's a prequel character. Even though he's primarily. introduced in the Age of Rebellion. Age of Rebellion, yeah. Hmm. yeah he's huh? Deep shit, man. Chicken in the egg. It's very interesting. I All would right, go so a moving on to interesting shit, or who knows, probably just some <clears throat> guy trying to get some play on, on YouTube. On YouTube channel, <laughs> yeah. But we got this thing from, from Reddit today, and I, and I did a, a video on it. I basically read it to you, like, Uncle Matt, check it out. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I, just, I, li- I, I feel like I have to get video content out at least once or twice a week. Uh, but this guy, Robert Meyer Burnett, who I, I searched him. He does do something in Hollywood. He's not just some straight bozo like me on YouTube. Uh, but apparently he got a, a an early draft of Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly's Star Wars Episode Nine script, which at that point was titled Duel of the Fates, which I kind of like. Mm. Uh, apparently it was dated 12-16-16, so a week before Carrie Fisher passed, which adds a lot of context to uh, the summary here. So, you know, he goes on, Nick, to, to summarize everything, the, the crawl, and then we just get some bullet points. So I figure you and I will kind of do what we usually do, and we'll, we'll, we'll tap around through some of these things, make some comments here. Uh, just general here, it, it is a vastly different movie than what The oh, Rise yeah. of Skywalker is. I mean, it, there isn't a uh, real remote similarity at all. Yeah. Uh, he he actually, if this is real, seems to have maintained much of what Ryan set forth, uh, especially with the character of Rey. Uh, she definitely remains no one, which I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I voiced my opinion on the, the spoiler cast, this, that, and the other thing. I, I, w- I would have preferred that, uh, especially the way it's written here. I mean, at least the way I was reading these bullet points with Rey in particular, Nick, I was like, 
I, I kind of like that where she is still kind of doubting herself, but her friends and Leia are, and Luke are pushing her like, listen, you, yeah, so what? You're not a fucking Skywalker. You're not a fucking Solo. You're not a fucking Palpatine. But the Force has picked you for some reason to do something special. Yeah, exactly. So like fucking another... get over yourself. Suck it up, sister, and let's go. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like, you know, the way that Rey was portrayed here. She also has you know, a reconstructed lightsaber that's basically half her staff. It's a it's a dual-bladed lightsaber like Maul, and it's half her staff and then half a, you know, pieces of, of Luke's saber that was destroyed in TLJ. So um, it's it's interesting. The, the, the take on Rey is good. I like it. The Rose fans would have liked this one too because, yeah, I mean, cause... it seems like she was right back prominent uh, – no different than what we saw in Trash. She would have been in that that gang. Yeah, she would uh, have I mean, been. The, running essentially, with the movie Finn. opens with her and BB-8, and uh, who else is in there? Ray's in there. Poe, Finn. They yeah. fucking steal a star destroyer. Yeah, and it, it like there is some good like you know old EU fan kind of service here. Kuat Shipyards is where they open the movie. If for those of you who know what Kuat Shipyards is, that's been in a lot of old canon content new canon content um it's where they build these fucking massive destroyers and right and, and they're they're there to essentially like blow it up but that that gets fucked so instead they they jack a star destroyer yeah yeah and you know most of note in this is that there there is no outside force that comes into the galaxy to to subvert Kylo as the Kylo in the First Order as the prominent, you know, dark. Oh side yeah, presence. yeah. I mean, the, I guess I should have read that the crawl would have set some of the tone here. So I'll go ahead and read it real quick. Uh, let me read the let me read the crawl, Nick. I can speak English. <laughs> the iron grip of the First Order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Determined to suffocate a growing unrest, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighboring systems. Led by General Leia Organa, the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a path to freedom. Yeah, I mean, again, as many of you like have said, you know, that Tross is, you know, basically just another fucking, you know... Return of the Jedi, like this would have been another Return of the Jedi too. Just a heads up, like this would have been very similar to Return. Yeah, of the it's Jedi. Just, I mean, different, <laughs> like, a lot of different plot points. So I like the deal. Ray shows up at Quat as a Tuscan Raider. I'm, a not, Tuscan I'm Raider. not sure that makes sense, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't think Tuscan Raiders, Raiders did a lot of space Kuhu. travel. Yeah, they did not. They <laughs> didn't leave. So that that's where you start to you're like, oh, okay. And, like, look, I don't know whether this is legit or not. Of course, but it's, like, it's fun to talk about. Yeah. We can pretend. I mean, going on here, it seems like the Knights of Ren were going to be a little more involved. Yep. Uh, they, they show up at Kuat after the, the Star Destroyer is jacked, and uh, one of them kills a, a First Order Admiral, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we, we get to see Coruscant again, and it's vastly changed. It's no longer vibrant. The First Order's essentially built their shit on top of all that old Art Deco shit. Hux is a, tra- uh, a chancellor. They have a palace there. Yep. I mean, uh, they're meeting with, see. like, alien warlords, so they, they sort of do have allies, but yeah, they're all so evil it's, motherfuckers. 
it's not it, it's it's similar to what you would have seen in the cis like in 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 attack exactly of like alien aliens yeah not not what you would see in like a new hope or anything like that like imperials hated aliens like it seems at least the under the chancellor hood of of hux they've kind of embraced their alien allies so yeah um it gets a little squirrely based off of, like this is where it starts to get squirrely is where we start to get to Luke's parts and Luke is a force ghost. And initially when everything was came out about Colin's departure and, and why he wanted to leave the production and the issues that he had is because it was reported that he had both Luke and Leia alive in his show, in his version of the script. And this one, Luke is dead. So I don't know if like his initial, because this is a draft. This doesn't say it was an initial draft. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, at this point, we're draft. in we're in one big fucking gray cloud of he said, she said, who yeah. the fuck knows? Some dude could have literally just shit this on paper and said like, it came from Colin. Like seriously, like this could be nothing. Like this could literally be it could made be fan up, like fiction. It could be some asshole on Reddit throwing shit up there and see if it sticks. Yeah, and, and like, so the big thing was like, okay, so. Luke was alive. Leia was alive. That was established in actual reports. Um, what we have here is Luke, Force Ghost Luke. So I don't know if, like, maybe maybe Colin got a version of well, Yeah, TLJ this could have been, script. hey, hey uh, Kathy coming in. Hey, Colin, motherfucker. Guess what? He's staying dead, so fucking fix it. Yeah, it's like, here's the script. If you want to use this to base a new fucking, yeah. you know, rewrite, a, motherfucker. a new rewrite <laughs> off of, here you go. Yeah, so, so Ren's essentially out searching for some sort of power, which is similar to what we get in Tross. Yes. And Luke's kind of taunting them, which I would have liked to have seen. And, you know, they're, they're kind of shit-talking each other. Yeah, with, with Luke's end goal trying to get him to go back to Leia. Uh, of course, Kylo still has the hard on for power, and it was kind of similar to like the very first time you see, like the, in the very beginning of Tross when he comes down and Palpatine is talking to him, and he's kind he's throwing back exactly. these one liners. Exactly, like, he's exactly. like, "I'll fucking kill you." He's, he's very jazzed same. up, and he's feeling good about himself. Clearly, yeah. he's doing the same thing with Luke in this. Thing here, so he ends up in Invader's Temple, gets a Sith holocron, and there we get a, a hologram of Palpatine, but it's a recording for Vader. Apparently, mm-hmm. this was a contingency for Vader if Luke killed Palp. Uh, Vader was supposed to take Luke to the Remnicor system to see Tor Valum, the master of the Sith slash Palpatine's teacher. That's clearly. That- Odd, but who knows if Torvalum yeah. is the master of the Sith, he could have possibly been teaching Palpatine after fucking Plagueis. Yeah. Who knows? But it, I mean, it sounds like this would have been a pretty fucking badass motherfucking Sith, ma- like the Sith master of all Sith masters, essentially exactly. what Palpatine wants to become in, in Tross. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he, I mean, he's 7,000 years old and this, that, and yeah. the other thing. Tor Valum, yeah, 7,000 years old, some sort of weird alien type yeah, of sinewy, creature. Sinewy, muscly looking freaky thing, but clearly a, a pimp at the dark side. So anyways, this holocron blows up in Kylo's face and here we go. We're, we're now meeting Leia for the first time on the Resistance base on Kor Aleph. Uh, Leia's kind of sensing what, what's going on with Ben. 
the Star Destroyer shows up and kind of shocks the Resistance, like, fucking A. And this is, like I said, Ray Ray's kind of talking to Finn, and she's very unsure of herself. Yeah. Uh, I she, mean, like, she doesn't have what it takes to be a Jedi because she's she's not someone special. Um, and Finn's pressing her on her on her bond with or with Kylo, and he's pretty much like, "You got to get rid of him. He can't change. He's an asshole." And she's like, "It's never too late, dude. You taught me that, brother, right? Stormtroopers, uh-huh. and now you're not." Uh, so it sounds like essentially, you know, they're gonna get the Star Destroyer. They're they're gonna plan to use it against the First Order. But here's Ray back to researching the Jedi text. So again, a similarity to the Tross we got. But she figures out that under the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, there is a force beacon communication system that can break the First Order uh, comm blackout, essentially. I mean, that's... uh, It's similar to what Obi-Wan set up at the end of Rots, right? Because, like... Yeah, kind of. It just sounded like because this was Old Republic tech... It could get out and send a signal to a limited number of planets, and, and this was their only hope to try to get some help. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's kind of the plan, is essentially the Resistance is going to fucking raid Coruscant, like do a direct attack on the First Order's, seeming like their, their base, their palace, to get this this beacon out. But here now Force Ghost comes in, and he's going to... He's training Ray still, and he's he's pushing her to get stronger and stronger. While he's also working on Kylo to get Ben back, uh, Kylo makes it to Coruscant. His face is all fucked up. <laughs> this is weird. They yeah. they smelt Mandalorian armor and essentially graft it onto his face. That is because of the damage damn. the the holocron did. So almost like a a half, a half Vader mask. Yeah, half Vader mask. I mean, if. Uh, like this is where yeah it kind of gets squirrely in that range but <laughs> i mean that would have been interesting to see like you know him basically building a another mask yeah could yeah. be interesting and then we get more luke and ray stuff essentially just setting up that ray is trying everything she can to back away from becoming a jedi uh, Hux and Kylo had their moments, but you know, Kylo's like, whatever, you just take out the resistance, the girl's mine. All right, and this is where we, we get the, the teams like Star Wars does towards the you know, mm-hmm. the, the middle act into the climax, right? Nick, we get team A, so that's Rose, Finn, R2, and 3PO. That makes sense, Finn and Rose. Uh, they go to Coruscant, their job is to hit that beacon. Yep, uh, team B, I like this one. I did, yeah, this is Ray Poe and Chewie. Their planet, their job is to go to a planet and find someone to help Ray figure out something. Yeah, that is the. <laughs> that is great. Help Ray figure out something. Yeah. yeah, she needs to do. And we never get that thing, by the way. But, anyways. Don't worry. I guess we, we, we sort of do. So, Kylo ends up going to this Remnicore system. But before he does that, he has a, a big moment with his Vader helmet, essentially calling out Vader. Like, you allowed love to cloud your judgment, you fucking pussy. So <clears throat> that pretty much implies at this point Kylo has achieved even become a, a, a greater scumbag and shithead than Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, like he knows his... he's figured out Vader's weakness, why he caved and, and saved Luke. So he's on his way to become super Sith. Leia's hanging out with the Resistance still, you know, la, 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 Ray and... Leia talk. 
<laughs> this again just confirms like, hey, even though you're not a Skywalker, doesn't matter. The Force picked you. You're damn special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then First for, Order. They yeah, they show up at the Resistance base because of the Star Destroyer. The Resistance escapes. Team A successfully infiltrates the Jedi Temple and turns on the beacon. <coughs> right. And then so like this is where apparently there was a Bosk cameo. Yeah, the, the, they, the, like, the signals hit places and people are receiving it, but then it's cut off early, so Team A has to go hide again. TB they end up getting pursued by the Knights of Ren, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Kylo makes it to this Remnicor system and confronts this Torvalum guy, and he actually begins training with him. Uh, apparently, there's like a, a an ESB cave scene where Kylo fights Vader, but yep. Kylo loses. Uh, here we go. So here here's the something Ray had to figure out. See, so you, you like how she's with Poe? I told you there. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so Poe takes Ray to a seer who can pull information out of memories, and she gets a star chart out of him, which I'm assuming is for, wait for it, Mortis. Because yes, yeah. Ben and well Ray and Kylo end up there, but not before Ray kills the Knights of Ren by herself. Leia hits up Lando to organize the smugglers to come fight. Okay, Rose is captured, tortured, escapes. Yeah. Finn, R2, and the droids start an uprising on Coruscant. So similar to what the Ewoks were doing on Endor. Yeah. And then Leia shows up on Coruscant to battle. And this is where you get the uh, Return of the Jedi comparison, where you have a massive space battle going, uh, match with a ground battle. You got Chewie in an X-Wing. While this is going on, Rey and Kylo are fighting on Mortis, essentially the, what was that, the, the Sith planet? Mortis was... No, it's like the Force planet. That right? was the Force planet that right. was um, where Anakin found so, the father, the daughter, and the... They're essentially the son, going the with in this one that the Force was more or less calling to Rey from its home. Yeah. Right? And she had that star chart embedded into her memory of Mortis to get there. It, it, whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You never know. I mean, who cares? It's, it's neither here nor there at this point. Um so anyways, they're, they're starting to fight each other. It's revealed that Kylo killed Rey's parents because Snoke told him to. Again, you got to remember Palpatine's still dead. Towards the end, we get Luke, Obi, and Yoda. They show up as Force ghosts, but they're not there to, to help Rey. They're there to try and save Ben, but Ben is ultimately extinguished. So, uh, And that's just kind of where it ends. Like The draft just ends, but yeah. they, they do say that in the end, yes, the Resistance won. The first order loss. So, and then Han appears at to Kylo at some yeah, point. Yeah, again. So it's like, all right. I mean, like I will say this: this whole Coruscant thing, ground air battle court, that's taken directly from the X-wing series of books um, from the old EU. That's literally the exact plot line of that yeah. book. Like, <laughs> it's like I said, I mean, who knows? This could be pure fan fiction. It could be a guy trying to get clicks. It could be us trying to get clicks. You never know anymore, yeah. right? And I mean, but who cares? It was fun. We, we yeah, could sit there was, and pretend. It, yeah, it was, it was interesting to see. I mean, like if this is legit, it would have definitely been a completely different style of movie. Keeping your main bad guy is Kylo. There is no Ben Dimption. You don't have any sort of explanation for Ray's background. Other than, then you know that she is just a powerful. Force it it user. would have been another another different type of Star Wars movie. I mean, it would not have followed the mold. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I think that there's cool things in here. I think that there's some shit in here that makes literally no sense. I mean, for all of the people who are on this thread on Star Wars, it's like, oh, man, this sounds way better than Tross. Like, this is literally 15 bullet points that have no interconnected narrative at all. And no, like, not at all. I mean, like, like literally, they just they just ignore this Torvalum dude. Yeah. Sith Master, he just, oh, yeah, who cares? He just wanted to train Kylo for a little bit so he could go fight Rey on Mortis. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's like, what is happening what the there fuck with is this that? Tor- this Tor Valley, like, who is Tor Valum? How is he Palpatine's teacher? And what happened to fucking Plagueis? Okay, but, I mean, like, there's definitely, and yes, granted, this is an early, this could have been, quote, unquote, yeah, maybe. Maybe this is, is why Trevor got fucking fired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they read this and they were like, what the fuck is yeah, going Kathy, on here? Kathy's like, uh, hey, dude, you literally you deal with this Valum guy, then you just disappear and they're on Mortis. Like, what, what's up? Yeah, like, I feel like. Where's 30 minutes of movie there? Like, I, I, I think this is what happened because we know that the reason that Colin left this movie was because the characters that he wanted to use weren't there anymore after TLJ. Snoke is still in this motherfucker, people. Snoke got cut in half in TLJ. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Snoke is still mentioned in here, right? Yeah. Snoke is still mentioned. In yeah, here. I didn't say he's alive. But. He didn't say he was alive, but he is, he's mentioned in this script. But, like, this feels like, if this is legit, this feels like something that Colin put together after he saw the final version of the TLJ script because he had to start. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he had agree. to start, like, okay, like, well, Luke's dead, so I got to do everything that I want to do with Luke fucking dead style. I got to work in Rose. Rose's character has to be in here because, remember... If these three directors were writing their movies independently, there's a 0% chance that he writes the character of Rose Tico in if she's not already, like, if she's not included in TLJ. So this is a version of the script that he wrote after he read the finalized TLJ script. Um, That's why you have Luke as a ghost. That's why you have Rose in here at all. And that's why you have what is, like you said, what is essentially the closest continuation from the tlj script as we've have seen thus far um i will say and this is something that you pointed out um prior to us going live matt is that that there there was a supposed leak of a of a colin trevorrow episode nine prior from msw from like the most legit source you can get in star wars leaks and Colin himself came out and said none of that's true. Like he commented oh, yeah. I mean, he, on he, MSW. He, he even says like I usually just ignore all this white noise from you Star Wars assholes on Twitter. But he said I felt like I had to address this. Yeah, he's, he's like, like yeah. yeah, this is like some straight up fan fiction. So yeah, this is not real even in the slightest. And like like Matt said, like if you search Robert meyer burnett on imdb yes he has imdb credits but this dude is like he is like b movie of b movie type of shit like this dude is is not what i would call a you know a a very good we're we're in a period of of no star wars movie certainty so we gotta latch on to whatever bullshit we can get these days buddy (laughs) yeah i know and and this was it so hey gave us a segment right yeah so 
Um, yeah, it's very interesting for those of you who want to read through these points. Um, right. I mean, it in the end, in it means nothing. Post. It's it's not like yeah. it's going to change anything. It's not going to get a re-release or the JJ cut. You know, the JJ cut movements died out. I mean, none of this shit's happening. So, yeah, uh, I mean, the I Rise think... of Skywalker you got on December twentieth is the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and look, you know, if the, if if you hate it, I'm sorry. I mean, I I. It, it it's a tough place to be in when something that you care about this much, you know, yeah. Star Wars in this case, feels like it's let you down. I mean, Matt dealt with it for a long time. I mean, I luckily have been in a position to where I've never really felt all that let down by Star Wars. Like, was I, you know, was I the hugest fan of TLJ? No, but I wasn't like fucking ripping my Star Wars tattoos off of my arms and, you know, denouncing my fandom. I've That'd just never be fucking hardcore. If you ever do that, make sure to record it so you can put it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I think if you, you some start fucking com- like cutting your own flesh off because you hate Star Wars so much. It's like fucking Kenobi's not good. I'm yeah. cutting them off. They I'm put Jar Jar and Kenobi. God damn it! I'm cutting off my fucking titties. That's right. But- Nick's out there with a file on his nipples. <laughs> But all right, I man. Mean, so let, yeah. let's get into the one that they're all here for, right? This is it. This is the, we, we the, know why the most show. of you are here, and that's fine. We we still love you. Not yeah. really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we love all of you Star Wars time fans out there, and that's why we do the top five Star Wars artists of the week. Which again, you know, if you want to get involved in this fun little segment, all you have to do is tag us. When you share Star Wars related art or toy photography on Instagram. So hashtag Star Wars Time Show or just tag Star Wars Time Show. I prefer the hashtag because it makes us look cooler. More people can directly see who you're tagging in your shares. And then they're going to be like, oh, Star Wars Time Show? Tag? Woo, feature? Oh, talked about on the podcast? I want to do that too. Mm. You guys get it? All right. So tag this motherfucker, Star Wars Time Show. And here Taywood we go. Pop. I'm the one that, that picks them all up to, to throw up on our Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. And then this guy here, Nick, he's the one that does the top five choices, which he's going to introduce right now for the week of January 6th through the 13th. Yes. 1 6 through 113. Um, like Matt called out in the beginning of the show, like the, the interactions on Instagram, the new followers on Instagram, they're flying through the roof. I mean, we're over 3,000 followers yeah, on our uh, IG. Yeah, I mean, you motherfuckers yeah, are, mean, are starting to make a case for me to get up around like 6.30 or 7. Uh, because I used to have a routine. I'd be up around, you know, 7.15, 7.30. I'm a professor. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's the good life. I, I would go through. I'd check out all the fresh tags, all the fresh hashtags, or I'd just scroll through my feeds. And if I saw a Star Wars picture, I would... Market to be shared. Yeah, I, I could usually be done with that in 25, 30 minutes if I was taking too much time. These days, I'm, I'm lucky to clear it within an hour, man. I mean, it's just, I don't know what has happened in 2020. I don't know if you if you all just finally woke up and you're like, you know what? These assholes, are, they kind of know what they're talking about. They've got passion about it, and they're not that fucking stupid. So uh, I'm going to listen to them a little bit more and interact a little bit more. But yeah. the, the hashtags have gone up. The straight tags have gone up. Uh, the followers are going up at an even more rapid pace. You know, we're over 3K now on Star Wars Time Show on IG. So yay, 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 yay. Thank you, IG Algo, for not completely killing our growth yet. 
You yeah, know, we should know. give we should celebrate uh, IG too for not fucking us over. Yes, thank you Instagram for the But the I mean Instagram honestly it's just all shining. Something's happening. Something is happening. I can feel it in the air tonight. <laughs> but the point is we need the shit to keep happening, all right? Don't yes. depress us in February. If you assholes <laughs> Get Nick sad in February because all this, all this upgrowth and and you know more views and more downloads of the show. If it all dries up in February, I don't know what Nick's gonna do. Okay. Yeah. So keep the shit going. This is what's clinging, like clinging me to my sanity right now. Is like seeing <laughs> this growth. He's not fucking kids. <laughs> like, I have a very stressful job. <laughs> He's got a stressful job. He's supposed to be moving into a house that's not going to be ever ready. So yeah. the, the, the guy is on the precipice. Yeah, it's right there. The cliff's edge is within sight. But you know, it's the, it's you know I'm not. Like I'm these. already nuts. This guy isn't there yet. Let's not. We don't need two nut jobs on this show. Two, okay? two Sith. The Jedi need to balance the Sith. So as keep, as the Force has balance, <laughs> the Star Wars time show has balance. Keep the liking. Keep it going. The comment and the sharing. <laughs> the rating. The reviewing. You guys know the dance. There's always time for Star Wars time. I, I just before you get into this, Nick, I, I need to make a a personal statement about my own adventures on instagram sharing predominantly star wars toy photography something is happening with haywood pop too okay i don't know if it's shared magic through star wars time show or the fact that i'm now kind of being an asshole and (laughs) tagging up the 20 people on new shots I share to force them that. to come look and hopefully jumpstart the, the IG organic algo juice. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. You understand the plan, right? I get it. I It was actually... And, and like, people do I it to me all the time. It. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start trying this shit. And I think it fucking works. Yeah, like when I saw you doing it, the first time I was like, okay, Matt's that's a good idea. Like he's he's got it. Like he's he's in the rhythm now. Like he's figuring out how to beat the machine. I'm still getting fucked. I'm not, this, very rarely do I toot my own horn, people. I actually am disgusted by most of my shots. That's being a little dramatic, but trust me, Nick and I talk offline. I don't really like myself. Okay? This Paz Vizlas shot, though, dude, that one's That's legit. the one right there. Yeah, still only 500 fucking likes. Dude, 500 is, I mean, like, but remember what you were complaining about before. You're like, man, like, I'm topping out at, like, three but then you got two 500 plus like shots well like well the, okay the the pass shot three. again is during a cheat session it's during the the toy share session so there's extra boost there the shots that some have surprised me are the ones i'm starting to share before 9 a.m with no special hashtags interesting so like this, i've actually I'm, gotten some of those to get close to 300 some over 400 and that's with no none of this fucking toy pops nonsense yeah but still, I, I, I'm telling you, dude, and I, I'm not going to call out names, but there are shots still with accounts that have 700 followers. It's an okay shot. Sometimes <laughs> it's a fucking shot of a, of a diorama setup. 600 likes, 700 likes, 800 likes. I'm just going, what the fuck? But you're getting I mean, there. 
the pass shot. I mean, all these comments and this and this. And it's still, it still, it caps out at organic shit with cheating at 500. <laughs> 526, but then your Pyre, 500. You got a... You got a, a a baby Yoda Mando five fourteen. The Obi Wan shot a little bit further it is. down. Yeah, I know. I, I'm sounding like a fucking jerk off. I, I, I mean, I do you're this getting sometimes. there. You're getting. I I think what you need to look at and the trend is like is like look at the number of likes over a series of shots. So like I, I know. Well, I actually like, I've I've kind of failed on this little speech. I wanted to, I wanted to approach it with some sort of positivity, but I just <laughs> I can't do it, dude. I I know you started most, off. You were like. Things are turning around for him. Yeah, and then Bob. I just start thinking like, no, no, I'm still getting fucked. I am still getting <laughs> fucked. Not all my shots are good. I'll be the first one to admit that. I, the one I put out this morning with Ray and the Sith Trooper, I didn't really like it. But I was like, hey, fuck it. I spent the time to wipe the shit out and fuck. I'll just fucking share it. That one, I don't care how many likes it gets. It probably doesn't deserve it. The past shot, just on the reaction, it already got picked up by Star Wars, the Black Series, featured on his 122,000 motherfucking account. Still capped at five fucking hundred. It's mind-boggling. I don't know, man. I mean, you got to break through one threshold at a time. <laughs> yeah, like you, I you, will say. You see this, people? This guy never lets me just be an angry fucking <laughs> Sith. He's always trying to pull this it. Jedi fucking I'm, serenity shit on I me. I am. It's you gotta. You, there is light. He's probably good because now I'm starting to fucking sweat. So, all right. <laughs> Sorry, but so, uh, the other thing, I, I am my profile's getting looked at more. You know, the followers going up. I'm over four thousand. So I know I always sound like a fucking asshole and I'm bitching and I'm whining, which I am, and I know all of you are too. Trust me, I know you motherfuckers are too. Some of you have talked to me in DMs that are dealing with the algo. It sucks because it makes you feel like a fucking loser. It does. It that's, does. That's what IG is here for, to make us hate <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> it, it, it makes you feel great one moment and then like a pure fucking skillless loser the next. <laughs> but I digress, right. my friend. Uh, present this week's top five. This week's top five. I mean, this week... First off, the, the the first shot up here by Chill underscore Art, one, man. it's fantastic. So it's Chill underscore Four RT. It could really be Chill Fart, but yeah. I'm gonna say Chill Art. Um, and we it's have like, like Cyberpunk a, Mandalorian. I know it's fucking great. It, this, so this is a traditional, um, you know, art piece. This is you know digital art. I, it's stuff that me and Matt can't even really comprehend in yeah, our to tiny us it's, brains. It's, it, we'll just refer to it as magical art. Yes, yeah, this is magic. This is magic art made with people's hands, and and <laughs> yeah, chill like art. Do, do the do the baby hands thing. Yeah, like do that. do the hand trick, baby. But this guy fucking took Mando, gave him like a really cool kind of recoloration. So you, instead of seeing these dark colors, browns and and, and, you know, dark grays and stuff like that. He's got his Mando armor on, but it's you got shades of pinks and blues. And he's in this really cool kind of like Japanese um, alleyway that's all kind of psychedelic bright colors. It's hard to describe, but for those of you who are listening, please make sure to, to, to either look at the shot, whether you're watching on YouTube or, you know, if you're listening on podcasts, like open up the top five link. Yeah, if you're on chill, YouTube right now, open your fucking eyes. Yeah, look, look at, the screen, at it, please. Because I know what I do on YouTube sometimes <laughs> when I'm at work is I just put something on in the background and have another tab open. Look at this image. It's fucking fantastic what Chill Art I'll, I'll start doing here. look alerts. I'll just start going, look! Look at this. <laughs> so Wake up! 
but um, this shit is is really yeah, man. Fantastic. Like I said, it's a it's a very cyberpunk feel. Like th- this dude could be in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or whatever the fuck that game's gonna be. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or I almost see it like a like a like a video game or a motion comic. It feels like he's he's walking see, down this alleyway, you right? You know what like, it feels like? The coloration feels very like eighties. Like oh, yeah. when everything oh, yeah. was like neon yeah. and fucking bright. Fucking Blade Runner, shit like that. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's badass. It's, yeah. I, this is one, and I don't think he has a huge following either. Chill Art? No, he, he he's not. He's not a huge account. He's got 2,000 followers. And I mean, but this guy, again, like his, you know, his thing is not necessarily Star Wars or anything like that. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like guy, he's Star Wars much of anything. That's just yeah, kind like, of a random random deal. It looks like he does a lot of stuff either a on lot himself of, or... Yeah, like Grand Theft Auto seems to be a heavy focused for him but i mean he put out this mando piece and it looks fucking really cool so yeah it's, it's um, wicked it's pretty dope yeah so fucking great great job here chill man. underscore four rt rt yeah um all right so next up we have another mando shot this is a toy photography shot from new key figures on instagram at new key figures and it's just a carnage shot dude this is like it's super cool the way he's got it set up. So your primary focus here is Mando, and he's rocking the dark saber. Yeah, so I, I was gonna say. I mean, yeah, back. you got all this stuff going on here, but the, the thing that just captures your eye is that fucking dark saber. I mean, I, that is a slick edit. Yeah, I'm assuming Nuki had to to draw the whole damn thing and then do some either outer or inner glow effects there, and then maybe scratch the blade with a brush. Or he just fucking photoshopped it off another image of the blade. Either way, that that's when I, you know, as Nick does when he's picking the five, I'm kind of the same. And I, I'll like every fucking shot you guys tag us in. Mark my words, at least until we explode and there's like thousands, then probably not going to happen. But probably, yeah. For now, I trust time. me, I, if you're tagging me or us in your hashtag in Star Wars Time Show... My fat ass every day is going through and and at least liking them all. But it, there's some shots, the ones that get featured on at Star Wars Time Show, are the ones where my eye just it's, something gets pulled in, and that's what this one does. That that dark saber, it's it's hard to look away from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then once you kind of take in the Mando, the like the Mando himself, the pose, the way that he's got this fucking great kind of cape action going on. If you take the background in, the shot gets even better because you got Cara Dune in the background, you got IG-11 in the background, you got Paz Vizsla in the background, and it's just, it, you got fucking Dengar dead on the ground. I mean, yeah. there's Dengar's a lot of, down, Bosk is down, you got yeah. a trooper. Oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't notice Bosk behind his leg, but yeah, Bosk, Dengar, you got a stormtrooper down here. I mean, this shot has... A Paz in the background, Kara's yeah. in the background, IG. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a like it's a good shot. N- New Key's busy. I mean, this this dude, I think it's a dude, John yeah, Emerson. John. Yes. I, I I mean he he drops. There's sometimes he'll get on a clip and it's it feels like he drops five fucking shots a day. Yeah, I mean, and just of this setup, like using these characters, he drops three separate shots, and I mean. All of them are just top-notch work. Yeah, so the Al goes definitely in his favor. This one on him, he got seven fifty-nine, mm-hmm. six fifty-nine. Yeah, yeah six fifty, seven fifty. 
I mean, the guy puts out quality work. So at new key figures, all one word on Instagram. Absolutely fantastic shot here. Um, moving on to the next entry. Yeah, is that his five. first top five feature? Because I know I featured his ass new, a ton. Yeah, this is new on, on IG. Yeah, so New Key, this is his first time on the top five, and it was also Chill Arts' first time on the top five. So both new entries. Check that shit out. And then, you know. Oh, here he you is. You got some new. You got some old. We're moving on to the next here entry in the top five, and it is it is one of our goats. It is one of our favorite people out here on IG Land and Toy Photography Community. It's not other than Sir Dork 730 himself. Making That's right. His Everyone's favorite arson. Yeah. <laughs> his 2020 debut onto the top five. And I mean, like you said, you know, everyone's favorite arson. That's his specialty. And this specialty is done with Django Fett having fire coming off of every part of his body. I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. In every Sir Dork shot, I envision Jared as the figure. Did you just think like underneath the mask? Yeah. It's just Jared. <laughs> yeah. Like that's Jared right now, fucking jumping up, doing that pose, like ga 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 ga, with all that fucking shit blown up around him. That's the next iteration of his career. Is that it's going to be yeah, he, fucking he cosplay. starts lighting himself on fire. Yeah, it's going to be like cosplay photography, and he is the main Co- feature. <laughs> cosplay, cosplay photography in the style of toy photography. Uh, the, yes, by Sir Doric Seven Thirty. I mean, but this shot, I mean, I love it because this looks like fucking a, a pose that Django pulled off in the, in the, in the prequels. I mean, it was, it's really cool. And as with Sir Dork, you get yeah, incredible just are fucking out of control. It is, dude. I, I checked this one out because I, I, I watched some of his videos. They're, they're fun, uh, especially if you want to learn how to do this stuff. Uh, from other people that aren't, I mean, you know, we talked about this when I had him on, we interviewed, I mean. He doesn't really know the, the, the ins and outs of photography from his ass or a hole in the ground. You know what I mean? But he, just through practicing and, and experimentation, he's figured some crazy shit out. But he's starting to layer stuff. So, I mean, these are actually multiple shots in one here. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there, there's various explosions from crackling balls. Maybe some sparklers are in there. Uh, it just layers them all up and kind of erases parts of certain layers to reveal others and things that uh, I'm, I'm starting to work on myself. So, uh, but yeah, I, this, uh, this is a fun shot. And it was actually a, uh, he, he kind of did a team up with this uh, dude, Visual Force. So I think we've, yeah, we've had Visual on the top Force, five. Visual Force we've definitely had in the top five before Yeah, as well. so uh, Visual Force, he also did a, a Django blown up shot and it's pretty cool as well. Yeah, it is. Like, Visual Force, he's in with the Algo. There's no doubt about it. Same with Sir Dork. <laughs> yeah, the Algo shines brightly on these fellas. Yeah, but um, Algo boys right there. I mean, they, I mean, they just have quality, quality shots here. And with Sir Dork, every shot is a quality shot. So, oh, don't worry. I, I've got. He's another one. Sometimes I don't like to reveal my secrets, but you know, I keep a folder on my phone of screenshots of shots that I want to share. You know, I'll just be adding to it throughout the week. There's another thing I'm telling Nick. I was like, dude, I usually, I'd sometimes throughout the week, I'd be running out of my little folder. Yeah. Now it's getting to the point where every day it's 50 or more. I can't get it below 50 to share. So I, I have like 50 old shots waiting to be shared. But back to this, the, the point here, 
there there are guys like Papa, Remember to Clone, Sir Dork, everything oh, Kylo, Frangle Art at this point. Uh, super scoundrel. I mean, you know, super scoundrel had a really good one that you shared. This oh, week. dude. I mean, it just, it it, all these like, event, you know, people we've talked about black. Sea. I, I could share every fucking shot they, they put out. And there are some times where it's like, well, Jared, I may have to delete one of your old ones. Cause now you just fucking slap me in the face with another great new one. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to keep up. Like it, you know, like I say, sometimes I run a LIFO system <laughs> last in first out type of shit. Yeah, I mean, I say it every week. I put it in the posts. Make sure that you are following us. Yes, follow these photographers because, like Matt's saying, like we can feature, we can only feature so many shots. Like so many shots can get on our feed. Only five get into the top five. But if you go follow these guys, you follow Sir Dork, you follow Chill Art, you follow New Key Figures, like you see all of their stuff. You can go to their page and you can see them all the time. So yeah, we're we're just giving you uh, samples. I mean, yeah, yeah. Th- these guys are recurring because of what they do, but that that should just give you even more reason to go check them out and fucking follow them. If you're oh, into yeah. this shit, if you're into just Star Wars, fuck, you don't even have to be into the the toys uh, or. Uh, art or i mean it's just fucking rad shit the the stuff people do with their star wars fandom is fantastic for the most part yeah i mean look there's a lot of awful shit being done with the fandom too that's true but look even if you're not a star wars fan sir dork is starting to to you know expand his horizons into the the sailor moon space you know, yeah, thanks to may, his, I know Chaos Cuties, his his yeah. homegirl. She she puts she does a lot of Sailor Moon stuff. Yeah, her sorry. her muse is C three PO. That's hers. I, I yeah, I featured a few of her three PO shots. I, I she I see it, she yeah. does some magic with three PO. He is. Like, do, do you see the one? Like, there's one you may have to go check her account where she's got him like skipping through the water. <laughs> he just looks so I'm so happy and gay. I love it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I love uh, it. It's I love just it. like it's perfect goldenrod right there. Yeah, it is. Oh man, that's great. He's got his red arm from TFN. Oh yeah. Here we go. Um, but anyways, man, you know Sir Dork Jared, he's our buddy. Yeah, he is. We love the and guy. I, we love he, the guy. There, there, there are times where I definitely have to ignore some of his shots to be featured, just because people would accuse me of being a. A, a fanboy, a Homer, a shill, a Sir. Ex- Dork oh yeah, we're, we're we're definitely a, a Sir Dork shill. Everything Kylo shill. Yeah, I mean all of these these guys. We will shill for these guys any day of the week. But yeah. all right, next. Although time. I, I told everything Kylo. He he took a break and he put a new post up today. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. It's gonna be it's gonna be featured. Don't worry. It's in the folder. But I'm scrolling through, and he did a little BTS, and he has a hat on backwards, and it's not the Star Wars time hat. Whoa. Jesse. You know, you man. Son of a bitch. That's a limited edition. <laughs> that's a limited edition That's, that's first there. run shit, man. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. That's a prime time to have that thing on backwards with Star Wars time dot net right there. It's right you know, on your forehead. Everyone's going to be like, oh, shit. Jesse's wearing that Star Wars time shit. Fuck. We've literally had people ask us if we sell those. Like we were at celebration. When we were at celebration 2020, Matt's walking around with the hat on. Guy yeah. walks up to him. He's like, "Hey, where'd you buy that?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh man, where'd you get that?" I've been seeing those. Like, well, no, you haven't. But uh, thanks. There is I one that you've seen, and it right. is the right official here. one. No, dude, I know. <laughs> I like some of my my good friends, like my my Howard Stern buddy, and some of the dudes I've made friends with in E3 that worked for Sony. 
you know, I gave them Buddha hats, kind of the same style. They love them. I was like, oh, hey, you know, Buddha might be dying out, or it kind of is dead. But Star Wars times around, we we did some hats. I showed it to him. Like, oh shit, man, can we buy some of those? Like, I feel weird when people ask me that. Yeah, when like when people are like, oh, can we buy? I mean, like if, if we get to a point where like. There's enough people asking. There's, there's, you know, an actual demand for it. Oh, dude, I, I, I think there is at this point where we, if we, I just, it's, I don't know why I'm this way. I don't feel like we're big enough to ask people for money. I, I completely agree with that. No, but have, yet, yet, Nick, the, the world we live in, people do it all the fucking time. Yeah, people you know, with go, like go seven me and Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's this one. <laughs> podcasts that one i think i followed back just for fun but i've i've unfollowed them for now but i mean they, they had like 10 fucking followers and they were asked they were locking their shows already with patreon like who who the fuck are you yeah it's like dude <laughs> just like that is one thing that i don't ever want to do is is like you know content like gate our content behind paywall i've been creating like, content for 10 years i've literally produced over ten thousand articles be it reviews previews full-on breakdowns how-tos news it, it doesn't matter i've never asked for a goddamn dime outside of some annoying fucking ads on a website yeah you know like people who come to star wars time.net you'll just see i do because i love it i, I like, love the know. shit yeah I, i'd love to make fucking money i'd love to be more popular than we are but to me it's Really, to me, and this is a, it's it's sickness. I have a hole in my soul that needs <laughs> filled with with uh, the notion that people enjoy what I say about Star Wars and think that I uh, I'm important enough to dedicate their time to. Uh, you know, they they like what I say. They repeat what I say. This, that, and the other. Like I, I'm I'm that type of person. I'm fucking shallow. Yeah. I yeah. need to feel I, special. I definitely. <laughs> Neither Matt nor I went into this Star Wars time venture, whether it's when we started it on EB in 2015 or when we started Star Wars time proper in 2018, at the end of 2018, like none of it was like, oh, we're going to make money off of this. <laughs> like it was definitely not for that. So we're just fucking no, passionate it, it, Star Wars the, fans. You know, we like talking about it, but yeah. at least I'm speaking for myself. I want to be known as a Star Wars resource, plain yeah. and fucking simple. Absolutely. Laying it out there. I'm not hiding anything. And look, you know, MSW, what this guy has accomplished and with the sources that he has, I mean, we can only hope to have the type of following that he has at one it's, point It's, in it's a whole different and, thing that he does, though. I mean, he, yeah, he's a yeah. fucking leaker. And, yeah. and, you know, that is what it is. I I consider what we do more to be content creation. Yeah, content creation, entertainment in a way, <laughs> you know, some some sort of Yeah, I, I mean, who knows how entertaining this shit really is. I mean, we're already going for two hours because it's just been tangent central i kind of predicted yeah. our doom at the beginning <laughs> uh, you did. But I, I don't know man i mean long story short i will say this if if we get to five thousand followers or when we get to five thousand followers i don't know when that'll be i don't even know if it'll be this year we only have we have three thousand right now i don't even know if we can do that because we still can't use links at five thousand followers but, which is ig saying still you're not good enough yeah their, their mark is 10k there. At at five k, we'll figure out a way to do a limited run of hats, and we'll we'll throw them up for sale. As weird as yeah, that. The like, other problem with the hat shit 
is sizing is weird. It's not in the sizing because I I think the stretch ones we got. I mean, it they, they the two essentially cover S M or L to X L. Yeah, so it's small, medium. Here, here's here's the kicker. It's it you can't just go to one of these jerk off online you know t shirt hat and knickknack maker sites and get the quality that I want to put forward for Star yeah. Wars time. Yeah, like we will likely like the quality of hats that we have now are really good. They're really solid. I think I think we you know uh, we spent two hundred bucks for what ten fucking hats. Yeah, something like that. So it's 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 legit shit, and and that's what it would be. That's another reason. At least I don't want to do it. I don't want to become a fucking UPS store. Yeah, exactly. Because we have to we'd have to buy them, and then fucking one of our dumbasses would have to ship them to people. Yeah, so if so we get laziness there, too, motherfuckers. All right. If we get there, if we get to five k, I I'll, be, I'll be say like our man Greg and just fucking make one. <laughs> Greg did that himself, which is yes, impressive. fuck like, yeah, man. There's Greg, a very he's, he's, in, he's resourceful like that. I mean, that, yeah. that guy's essentially built himself Tatooine in in dioramas oh yeah dude i mean like he's got his own custom baby yoda figure he's got his own custom gecko figure <laughs> yeah dominic man he pace. had the dominic like, pace bounty hunter yeah so all, all right. right that was a hard tangent there but Holy i put it out shit. there i'm bad tonight I, i'm sorry nick <laughs> hopefully you didn't have anything to do because it's already damn near 10 o'clock my time it's getting close but <laughs> this next up on the top five we have i believe this is a brand new entry in the top five the, a, a new artist this is vin faith customs vin faith underscore customs with a nice crispy han solo shot that was a that was a perfect way to describe that shot nick you are you are learning yeah i mean uh, this, this, is, this is a clean and crispy toy photography shot two a t so th- this figure, is this like an official, is this like a figure art? Yeah, yeah. A- so I have this, and it okay. does look this good. This is the new re- newly released SH Figure Arts Han Solo from TFA. Um, it, the, the face sculpt is uncanny. Oh, yeah. I, I dropped a, a portrait shot, I think, last week. Uh, not not as good as this. I mean, I, Vin Face Dio here, like he, he has a fucking innards of the falcon dio that's just to die spot for spot on dude it's perfect uh, yeah. but but the figure man like look at the face sculpt yeah yeah i mean that it's like literally looking at harrison ford it's not even like you're looking at a toy like a toy at all this is actually harrison ford and then just the pose that he has him in like it's nothing that's like action oriented or anything like that it is an it's an awesome pensive pose like Hans looking at his hand. But you can feel what he's thinking. You can yeah. feel exactly what he's thinking. Yeah, and it's 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 lovely, dude. It's a lovely shot. I mean, um, so what Vin Faith Custom has done here is is absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I like the quote he has too. the The original caption says, "Kira, I think of you every day. What have you became? What are you?" Are you even alive? And maybe yeah. that would have been answered in further solo movies, but well, we yeah, because I mean, he's holding the dice, which he's clearly dice, ties yeah. all the way back to his time with her. So yep. they have to do something with these guys on Disney Plus at this point. I mean, come I on, so. they, you I know, they so. were under contract. There's probably some stories written that you could modify for uh, smaller episodes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, 100. percent So Vin Faith at Vin Faith underscore Custom V I N F A I T H underscore Custom on Instagram. 
Um, the last entry into the top five, I mean, plastic action is just a killer, and like plastic <laughs> action has always been a killer his he's, entire he's life. Rid- he's ridiculous. Like this this shot that he put together of of we have a it's a it's a Ray Palpatine shot, and by that I don't mean Ray Palpatine her name. I mean Ray Palpatine, and then in the background we have a nice awesome Force Ghost Luke here, and it's on Exegol. You can see the Sith throne in the background and the shot, you know, depicts Ray with her lightsaber and force lightning coming out of her fingers. And basically the, the emperor is right next to her almost doing like his yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jax's caption was which Ray do you want to run with dark side or light side? So it's pretty much her two sides. She's got the, the Sith lightning in one and her Jedi weapon in the other. Yeah, dude, it's a beautiful fucking shot. With the, the two, masters of each side kind of flanking her yeah i mean it's i mean i don't know what else to say about this shot other than it's just fucking it's so cool like the way that he has the the lightning like the just the lightning itself looks amazing i mean look look how he has that reflect on her face just the 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 level of detail he puts in the crafting uh, the atmosphere and just the the finer points of lighting, like look, look at the nice little yellow shadow on the ground from her yeah. lightsaber and on her fingertips. Uh, it's you look at this and it they truly don't look like toys anymore. No, no, not at all. I mean, this is this looks like it could have literally been a shot from Tross. I mean, it's fucking incredible. It, it, yeah, it really, it's just all of his shots, they just have this, it, it's almost like a, I'm going to call it the plastic, plastic action filter. Because it, it's almost like he just wipes it down, just makes it even more awesome. I, I can't, I, I don't know if it's soft proofing or what, but it's. All of his shots have this kind of finishing or finished look to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's the plastic action filter. Like, he just he just magically swipes it, and they look like that. It's like, boom, he's got it pre-made in his Photoshop or whatever, uh, you know, image editing software he uses. I mean, but, I mean, this guy, yeah, he is a huge account, 66,000 followers, and this dude's been on everything that you could possibly be on. I mean... EW, Yahoo, Gizmodo, Complex, Nerdist, ESPN, Marvel. Like, the guy is just a he's, – he's a killer. So I love all of his stuff. I mean, he's another account where we could literally just feature everything that he puts out. Um, but this one is just – was so good. Um, that lightsaber, is that hilt – is that a custom hilt, or is that – do you know where he would have gotten something like that? Uh, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people doing Ray with the yellow saber, and I'm assuming they're just cannibalizing one of their multiple Ray staffs. bow staffs. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the most recent Black Series figure, I, I don't think I ever said this just to not spoil anything for you, but you, it, it came to where you can pop the ends off and jam one of the lightsaber plastic pieces into it. Really? Wow. So almost like it was supposed to be a bow staff sta- saber, to be honest with you, because that's how it comes with the toy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming they're just cutting off one end, and here we go. Nice. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. So, well, that brings us to the end of the top five. I mean, all of these artists, make sure to give them a follow on Instagram. Their their accounts are linked right under the images on the posts if you're following along there. And if you're not following along there, we said all their names. So make sure to type it in the IG. 
uh, and give us a follow as well. Like we mentioned, at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram, we're over 3,000 follows, which is amazing for, you know, one year. We're over 3,000! Was not quite 9,000 9, yet. Yeah, <laughs> not quite 9,000 yet, but we're th- one third of the way there. Um, so, yes, thank you guys so much for all of the amazing art and make sure to give these guys a Yeah, follow. I'm actually, as we're trying to wrap this thing up, I'm trying to get my share out on the Toy Fobs. There you go. Because it goes at, at 10 p.m. Matt's so I'm working. literally up against the clock. So I, I am live sharing my shot right now, people. So I'm going to go ahead and we'll, we'll do kind of a new new theme here uh, as we close this out since this has never happened. But I, I'm doing a live shot. I'm sharing another uh, pass shot. So it's a follow-up to last night's Toy Pops pass shot. This one also using practical effects, utilizing the Sir Dork flamethrower technique. To give a flamethrower look to Paz's flamethrower, so patented Sir Dork yes, method. Literally, got my my lighter, the blowtorch lighter, not his fucking blowtorch, like a real blowtorch. I got a normal blowtorch you can buy at a store. Lit that, got my atmosphere aerosol, and just went <laughs> <laughs> fucking melted Paz's uh, tip of his shit and everything. Oh, nice. And uh, then nice. I just kind of took some layers and, and got it together. So I'm going to try to drop this here right now. Nick, give me a second. Go ahead and, I don't know, maybe talk about the weather. Talk uh, about the weather. Talk about StarWarsTime.net where we have articles that we put out every day for you guys to read through, <laughs> to comment on. Flame to on. To make us seem like a bunch of idiots who don't know anything about Star Wars. But there, There's yeah. just so much shit <laughs> that you, you have, to, have to do to post to this toy session, dude. It's such a pain. Yeah, this is kind of fun doing this. I like this Star Wars time show. See, I got. I I do tag us, even though I'm not allowed to be featured. Yeah, Matt. Matt dick. will never be featured. But that yeah, is Nick because hates my fucking work. More we than can't. We can't be self-promoting assholes here right. on the Star That's Wars right. time show. That is the last thing that we want That's to become. Right. Is, is I've already missed the window. By the way, it's it's now ten oh one, and I'm still. Uh, Furiously tapping <laughs> hashtags here. You don't have uh, these hashtags like copy and paste it. Oh, I have a lot just, of them, but, okay. but you got to do not some. some of the more precision ones. Gotcha. But you know what takes little to no effort? Going to StarWarsTime.net, <laughs> clicking that subscribe to podcast link, hey, and look. then choosing the podcast uh, you know channel of your of your liking. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Android, Stitcher, Deezer email rss feed we cover all of our bases here on the star wars time show look at hey nick's nick's doing the dance for me i like this see i like Matt's, it man he's a little busy so i can i can yeah i mean th- this is i think plans. they'll appreciate this though because there's other assholes that have to do this stuff too so i know <laughs> especially because it's budding right off at the end of the uh, instagram feature here uh, so I, I know there's some people sitting here going, I know this fucking routine and how bad it fucking sucks. I now, right dance. now, my friends, I'm going through tagging as many of you as I can <laughs> to annoy you. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's Swit Picks. We'll get him. There's Super Scoundrel. Uh, Nose Rain. Yeah. How about, <laughs> I'll do Dagobah Customs. He's been on here. Hey, Bud, Bud Futu. He's also been on the top five. Rebel Jawa. I think All right, I've ran out of names. So there's some other names, Nick. Give me some names. 
Uh, let's yeah, they'll do, do plastic action. There you go, Jack. Plastic Got action. you right that there. Guy is, that guy's good. Add black series. You can I'm going to do, do uh, chill for art. <laughs> chill for art. There you go. Basically, so basically everyone that was on the, the show in, tonight. In the top five. New key now, figures. Yeah, I'll get new Custom. key. There you go, new key. There's yeah. a tag for you. There we go. This is live, people. This is what happens oh, when man. you have such I, I a got passion. more tags. I'm going to tag at that Nick C. That's me. That will be go. coming this. through my Instagram Boom. feed. Got him. <laughs> at that Nick C. I'm going to get Captain Ordo up in there. Captain Ordo has been a top five recipient as well. I have Uatau. Oh, I have Uatau. Speaking I've, of I have yes. Uatau, a.k.a. Tom. Dude, we love you, man. That's all I want to say. If, if you're on IG and you follow Iwutau, you know how good of a dude Tom is. And, and he said some very kind words about Nick and I in his stories, I, I believe today, because we featured his mall, mm-hmm. uh, which I've more or less commanded Nick at this point to put in the next week's It's, it's very, it's, it does not happen often. In fact, I think it's only ever happened one other time where Matt's like, kind of hints that there's a shot in there that, that he has an affinity for. This yeah. time he was basically like, this shot makes the top five. And I can't argue. Like, I looked at this shot. I'm like, you got damn right it does. Like, this is... <laughs> and it's not, it's not even because of, of what Tom said. But he basically said that he, he loves us and thinks we're great. And, I mean, you know, that, go, that go read what he said. And you all do the same. Okay? Yeah. It means and like Nick said, get out to StarWarsTime.net. And do all that, that shit. Because in the end, there's always time for Star Wars time, right? And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars time show, the Force will be with you. Always. (laughs) 